everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. We have a special episode for you today. As we've said before, when right next to me, Bradley Ellis, and right next to him, Michael Huber, when they're on the show together with me, it's a very distinct vibe. You can't get this kind of vibe with any other group of panelists. It's just... It, it could be nonsense. It could be... I'm worried we could get a little bit too loose, yeah. but I'm also excited we for need, that possibility. We need like a uh, possibility. nickname for us Yeah, when we get together. Something to deal with, like Yakuza or something like that. Let the allies decide. Post some names. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll see what they come up with. Run wild, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be hosting you through this. I'm Ben Moore. Uh, and I wanted to open up the pre-show banter with a question. We've been out of school for a long time. Yes. We're old. Are we old? Yeah. yeah. All right. But it's, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with being old. Getting old is cool. I old love snake. when they call yeah. Cosmo old. Yeah, oh, man. It's like, yeah, so if someone good. calls you old, just think of Cosmo and you're like, yeah. all right. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> all right. Like, we're going we gonna to start an orphanage? I don't know if you want to be old Snake with, like, back pain and stuff, <laughs> sneaking around. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That mustache, though. Pretty pretty impressive. I still think him just, like, smoking as you're installing the game is, is pretty incredible. Soothing. Yeah. It's like break time, dude. I don't advocate snacks. cigarette yeah. smoke, yeah. but, of like, course. in that yeah. moment but it's is like, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's like break time, time to chill out yeah. for a second. You just got, like, 30 minutes of lore dumped on you, and you're yeah. trying to process it. And those intros to 4. 4 is a weird game. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've been out of school for a long time. Yeah. And that's... You could definitely tell you're starting to get older when you're like, oh, 2008, that doesn't seem that long ago. Like, it really doesn't. Like, 2008 does not seem that old old to me at all. It feels like just yesterday, but that was 10 years ago. Anyway, the whole point of this is since you are now old men and you've been out of school for a long time, is there anything about school that you miss dearly or things that you didn't appreciate at the time? That you do appreciate now. The thing I miss about school is seeing a lot of my friends every day mm-hmm. that I don't hang out with as much. You know, yeah, like the uh, like just you know friends like school friends. You know, yeah, like had a lot of friends at school that I necessarily wouldn't hang out with all the time outside mm-hmm. of school, but I would hang out with them during school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Brett, I think that's a really good point. Um, I basically outside of my girlfriend and you guys, I'm just working on mm-hmm. stuff. And that's that's my life, and I love you guys, but I feel like I can come in and we can start talking yeah. about Yakuza spoilers or, or well, release dates or anything. It, it was nice going to school and being exposed to people who didn't give a shit about that Correct. stuff. You know, just a completely different crowd I mean, people. we just talked to, like, if we want that, we just got to talk to, like, Jones or something about something he doesn't care about. Like anime or something. Yeah, like but that. even Jones is getting but infected. Like, yeah, even Jones has like, got, like, a little real, anime seed growing inside of him. We need someone to dump information on who doesn't care. Right. Well, I don't know about that. I, I just enjoy... What I miss most about school is just honestly learning stuff. And specifically, I mean college, where you had a little bit more control sure, yeah, yeah, over what you, what you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, not that you can't do that as an adult. Correct. I don't want to make excuses. But I think, obviously, the pressure and structure of school... I think you're just in that mindset more. Right. It helps, it helps with that. How Absolutely. about you, Huber? Being able to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you normally get up now? Now? Oh, like 10, 10.30. Mm. Yeah. What time do you go to bed? I know a lot of you guys like stay up real late. I like yeah. to like, go to sleep at 2, get up at 10. Is, like, oh, okay. Usually That's not my, late. Get, get your eight hours When you sleep. tell me you do all-nighters, I'm just like, dude, I when can't I, do that. When a big game comes out, gotcha. I'll stay up really late. But, uh, yeah. 
a year or two ago, I would be up to like five regularly, mm-hmm. and I just can't anymore. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's just age or what it is, but now I usually, between two and three, sometimes it goes farther than that. Uh, Depending normally, it's about two and three. I'm up usually around nine, but that can oh, wow. that can change too. Uh, Beth be works in a restaurant, so she's like works really late. So yeah, that so contributes too. So yeah. she'll come home like wired up at like eleven thirty, and we'll eat. She's probably having Coca Cola and coffee again, like <laughs> yeah. always. Yeah, <laughs> maniac. <laughs> the problem with me and working at home is. I struggle to eat at a consistent time, particularly lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I'll eat lunch at exactly noon. Sometimes it won't be like three or four o'clock when I'm eating lunch, just yeah. because you'll get wrapped up in something yeah. and you just want to keep doing that thing, yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Absolutely, Fortnite. 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 That's right. <laughs> haven't played in a while. I haven't played Fortnite in <laughs> months at this point. Apparently, they're Not releasing for... at PAX tonight some like heist mode. So excited. Heist and Fortnite? I'm not just trying to, to <laughs> yes. throw this on Fortnite, but man, sometimes it feels like, all right, I have to choose this thing or the rest of video games. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely. That can, that can be a little bit painful. Is there anything else you miss from school? Anything, any wisdom that you want to impart on people? Hmm. Just enjoy it while, yeah, while you can. Just, just enjoy it because like tests and the grind beat you down Mm -hmm. and you know school has its ups and downs but it's only for such a tiny little part of your life you know so yeah dude my make the best of it my brother's in school too he was like 30 something dentist now so school forever yeah Yeah. but yeah it's nuts yeah so with your brother though he went to law school and stuff though too yeah i mean i can't speak to everybody's school experience obviously it changes depending on what you're studying uh but i will say just on my own, when I was in school, it felt like the most stressful, most all-consuming yeah. thing ever. <laughs> and you really just have no idea. Like, it just, things get crazier from there. So yeah. take the time yeah. to just screw around and yeah. have some fun. I wish I was more motivated when I was in school, for sure. Yeah. I felt like, like, I did all right in school. Like, I graduated, obviously, like that. But I could have taken it more seriously, for sure. And I feel like if I went, now that I'm old, I would do way better in school. Yeah, I, I hear you. Definitely, that's true for me as well to a degree. A freshman and sophomore year of high school, I did nothing. Like, I was the biggest goof-off of all time. I did kind of snap out of it junior year and senior year, and I, yeah. I, I, I whipped things together just fine. But, yeah. All right. That's enough of school. Stay the in reason, school. The reason we went Stay to school, school is so Stay we could sit here Study and hard. talk about video Study games. Hard. Do your best. Kind of. Not really. I don't know. That's where I went to school. To be right here. Yeah, yeah not, not originally why I went to school, but like ended up at that point. Yeah, not what I went to school for. Hubert, uh, we have something to celebrate, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that we have to celebrate is is a wish that you've had for many years. I don't know if it's been like for as long as I've known you, but it kind of feels that way. You've wanted Shenmue HD. It, it almost right. felt like... We Let's would go. we would like be talking about something. Maybe we'd just be talking about the weather, and you would pop in and you'd just be like Shenmue HD. <laughs> no, just to like you talk about the weather, and he'd be like, "Well, you know, in Shenmue, you can like hold yeah. the phone and get the weather, yeah. right?" Yeah, but I mean, it, this has been because you get hyped up about a lot of things. You want a lot of things. We all want a lot of things. But uh, this has been a long time coming. Yes, and it is here. It is upon us. Uh, we did a group stream of it. Mm-hmm. I've been 
primarily playing Dragon Quest, but I've, I've snuck in a little Shenmue and I yeah. have some thoughts. But now that it's finally here, Michael Huber, how did they do? They did perfectly. Mm. In my for for me personally, yeah, it is an absolute perfect remaster. I wouldn't change a pixel on this thing, straight up, because. You know, it's we've been through the remaster phase of like just up like one generation. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like a PS2 to PS3 or like a PS3 game to PS4. This is a Dreamcast game coming all the way up to this generation, and it just looks so faithful to the original. Uh, it just feels like I'm playing playing it for the first time again. Mm-hmm. It's it's been unbelievable. I still haven't finished it yet because I've been playing Yakuza, but. <clears throat> I love that they d- tweaked a little bit of the inventory system and, uh, you know, added the Japanese VO. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's been good. Yeah. Uh, really so good. Shenmue is a game where you get through a lot of it just by talking to people, by mm-hmm. digging up information. And so my question to you is somebody who is very familiar with Shenmue mm-hmm. that, that knows the ins and outs of it. When you know where to go and who to talk to, does that take away some of the magic? A tiny bit. Again, it's really felt like the first time again for me because I haven't played Shenmue alone mm-hmm. all the way through in a really, really long time. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stream it, of course, again for the allies and uh, do a full playthrough. But I've just been enjoying it on my own with my own thoughts. I've been able to just be in it and and analyze it and live in that world. And you know. It is one of my favorite games of all time, but it is kind of like a Stanley Kubrick situation where I haven't finished it that many times. Like, I've only beat Shenmue. I've finished it less than 10 times, whereas Resident <laughs> Evil 2, you know, I say like 100 times. I haven't finished that for many real. times. Yeah. 10 yeah. times is a lot, less dude. Less than 10. Less than 10. <laughs> On the Huber scale. Yeah. Yeah. All relative here. Relative, exactly. Yeah. I do think 10 times is a lot. Yeah, like I agree less with than Brad. 10. So uh, there have been parts, like, there were a couple, like, one or two moments where I was like, hmm, who do I have to talk to again to, like, trigger this? And that was so fun because it's, like, those early stages of the game is, like, you just got to hit the pavement, hit the ground running, and, like, mm-hmm. talk to the people in the community. And, and like, you know, you're, like, a detective. It's, it's amazing. Uh, when I think of Shenmue, I think of the official Dreamcast magazine. Yeah. Um, because I put a lot of stock in video game magazines mm-hmm. back in the day. They were... I. I got just as excited to get like a new PSM or a new official Dreamcast magazine as I was to get a new game. That's how much I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. reading about what people were thinking about games. It was just a, a huge passion of mine. And they treated, or I remember them treating, I don't want to, yeah. it's been a while since no, I've looked did. at official Dreamcast magazine. They treated it like the second coming. Definitely. Uh, and they hyped it up so much and I was so excited. It was like, hey, here's this huge, ambitious cinematic game. And I remember getting it. I remember loving all of the lead details i remember freaking out that you could go uh to the gotcha machine i love that you could go and play hang on and space harrier all that stuff but i remember and i was very young at the time this was 2000 this was 18 years ago uh i remember like not knowing where to go and this happening multiple times where like i would play it not know where to go get frustrated stop time would pass I would boot up Shenmue again, like have fun with the world, yeah. not know where to go, stop. Um, how was your experience with it, and do you think that is something for for new players? Do you think that could be potentially frustrating for them? No, I think because we were young, 
you know? Right. Games were a little more, not confusing, but, like, when you're young, you don't really follow a system, you know? Now we're, like, so trained as, like, completionists mm-hmm. and, right. like, to beat a video game. It's, like, objective, 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 and, you know, we're balancing that in your head. And, yeah, I, I think... I think it just encourages you to explore and kind of go with the wind, you know, and just talk to people and go with the flow. Like the game will hint, you know, you have your journal all the time and it's like kind of what you need to do next. Um, There are maybe like one or two ambiguous parts, but I don't think it's too, too bad or too crazy. Yeah, I'm uh, my revisitation of it. And I I do want to actually like get through one and two this time. Mm -hmm. I, once Dragon Quest is eventually over and yeah. like work stuff is taken care of, but uh, so I'm at Charlie, Charlie looking for Charlie. Great uh-huh. arc. Uh, but even in this this amount of time that I've put into it, something that I've really been appreciative of is I think so many games kind of wrap themselves around the player and pride themselves on that. What do you want to do? How do you want to experience this? What's most fun and convenient for you? And Shenmue totally doesn't do that. Like, there are just parts in that game where it's like, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you, ha- you have a bunch of in-game time where you can't move on, figure it out, yeah. go explore, and that sort of, like, smell-the-roses attitude yes. is really wonderful. <laughs> Um, and it wouldn't be so wonderful if there wasn't so much to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just even exploring uh, Rio's house and how much there is in just that tiny little space where you start yeah. the game yeah. uh, is pretty wonderful. And I think even now I, I kind of appreciate that mentality from a designer's standpoint of like, listen, man, like it's not just about checking things off a list. Mm-hmm. Like we built this place to immerse you in it, enjoy yeah. it, and it's, don't feel bad for enjoying it's it. It's not just about the world. It's, yeah, it's about how you go through it to mm-hmm. make it so realized, to make it one of my favorite video game worlds of all time. Like, we've seen, you know, Yakuza looks so good, and they model it after Tokyo and Osaka, mm-hmm. but it's like the way that shops open and close all, so many characters feel realized. They feel like real people. Even though yeah. the dialogue is is wooden and you know the controls are a little wooden, it still feel like it still feels like these characters have a history, you mm-hmm. know. And I love that. Um, I do have a problem with sometimes not being able to progress through time because, like, I know the game's about exploring the town, but it's sometimes like I don't I don't really want to play Hang On. To like kill time. I don't want to punch the machine over and over again, kind of thing like that. Like, yeah, there's stuff to do, but sometimes I feel like like I don't really want to do any of the stuff, you know? Like, I think they fixed that in two, kind of like you could skip time, right, or something like that. I think it for the time being, if I was in that, like, I want to play this game. I think about the year 2000, how crazy all this is. I was playing like Majora's Mask at that time, mm-hmm. like that, I'm like an N64 game. Yeah. But it's like Shim is like a whole different level, but I could still feel some of the more older designs kind of there. But it's yeah. it's like nothing like a big deal. But I have been at parts where I need to progress time. I'm like, well, I just got to sit here. I'm yeah. just going to leave Rio here for a minute. I'm going to go do something else for a little bit. 
while I wait. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it. like, yeah, it's cool, <laughs> but sometimes I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I don't know how much the game does that at certain points like that. A couple parts. You'll have to, like, meet someone at a certain yeah. time. And, yeah. I wasn't clear, like, at, at a point where to do something like the tattoo shop. I wasn't clear yeah, like, what yeah, time yeah. that was. I don't know if I missed something or not. And I was just yeah. like, am I doing this right? Am I at the right spot? Something kind of like Did that. Did you do that whole part? Yeah. All, yeah, I'm past no. that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me you got to the yeah. harbor. Yeah, I'm at the harbor now. Yeah. Brett, I think that's a really fair point that you bring up. I do. Um, but to me, it kind of falls into this mood-based mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Where there is just kind of this very relaxed, very lackadaisical mood to Shenmue. And you're right. I don't want that all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to boot up a game and I want to go and I don't want to put up with any of its nonsense. I don't want to wait or I don't want to do the things that it has available for me. I just want to progress. I want that satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but every once in a while, I really crave something like an Animal sure. Crossing where it's just like the point is yeah. to just kind of... Uh, Flutter around. I, I think that's good, but at some points in Shenmue, the story really picks up, especially where sure. I'm at, and I want to yep. keep going. Then it just kind of grinds me to a halt for a right. little bit. Like it makes sense in the world. Like certain times, you can only do certain things. Like that makes sense with this, with like the citizens in the world because they are doing their own kind of thing like that. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, I want to see the next part though. Yeah, and I just kind of gotta wait. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, I get it, I respect it, but I just kind of want to keep going. Yeah. I am really impressed with. Just a bunch of the little things where it's like, hey, do you want to check the time? Like, that is going to be contextualized by Rio's watch. Yeah. Hey, do you want hints on where to go? That's not check just going to be some... It's going to be in a journal that you flip and you hear the, yeah. the, the turning of the page. Um, and just... Yeah, all of that. All of, all of that stuff and just, like, training before bed. It's just all of the things that would be re- re- uh, relegated to, like, this kind of abstract UI it's yeah. like they're kind of making an effort to put it into the world mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I like that and appreciate that a lot it's cool that I'm older now so like I'm just seeing things different like the Yakuza at Nagai Industries I never mm-hmm. really put that together yeah. I was like dude these guys are straight Yakuza like never really thought of it that way so I was thinking of three and what I would want in three and mm-hmm. I would just want like more ways to solve problems mm-hmm. so there's like a part kind of early on where you know ryu gets kind of scammed and i was thinking in my brain like i hope in three you can solve something like this multiple ways like sure like this scam goes down let me go tell the yakuza that like some operation is going down on their turf mm-hmm. see how they handle it mm-hmm. like hmm let me call maybe fukusan or tom and like right. bring them in on the situation like let me call the cops. Like, so it'd be cool if like three just expanded on that. Right. I think the game does one thing I really like about it is like the random like moments that take place when I'm just walking around like a cutscene. Like, <laughs> some dudes just trying to fight me out of nowhere or protecting like uh, Na- Nozomi. Was that mm-hmm. her name? Mm-hmm. Like at the park and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff I just kind of like stumble upon. I'm sure there's like a sequence of events that triggers all that, but. As I'm just playing through it naturally, it feels like more natural, especially at yeah. the time that game came out. Yeah, um, you guys were taking care of the cat, so yeah, I, I was actually it. just going to bring up the cat. <laughs> Something that I think kind of speaks to Brad's point, but I also appreciate is I feel like now in video games, when you're developing relationships uh, with characters or with things, it is very numerical. It is like do this thing, increase this meter with this yeah. character, yeah. give them this gift. Uh, and it will 
build up this bar. Obviously, Persona, but there there are a bunch of games where it is kind of like this very mathematical, like, I like this character, let me pump up their stats. And I feel like in Shenmue, like, with the cat specifically, <laughs> it's like... I want to go feed this cat. Oh, it's it's sleeping. This is just a creature that will sleep sometimes, mm-hmm. and I can't feed it now. Yeah, I don't know what kid is gonna be there next to the cat, and I I, I like that. Like, yeah. yes, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but I like that it doesn't feel like quite as mathematical. It's artificial, yeah. Yeah, yeah. feels just, real. Where you feel yeah. like you can't just plan it all out easily. Uh, I do want to talk about the voice acting. Yeah, uh, spe- specifically the English voice acting. <laughs> We heard uh, some of the Japanese voice acting during the group stream, but mm-hmm. the English voice acting, uh, it's like this double-edged sword for me, where it's, most of it is really bad, Yeah. Uh, but in a way that's super charming. Endearing. Yes. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. It's endearing. It's it's hilarious. There, there are things, like especially like the very quick lines yeah. that some of the characters will say. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, stuff like that. They're hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They're just so, and the way it's recorded, I think, plays into that too. Yeah, it's like someone on just a tape recorder. Right, was, it is. It's like they're, they're like talking to a can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't sound very good. Uh, and while I enjoy that, and it is extremely endearing, as you said, it is hard to take it seriously. Like when you do have the moments that are supposed to be dramatic, or Rio's supposed to be a badass. It's just also kind of funny, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll see if I feel that way by the end of the game. But just so far, the scenes that I've encountered, um, you know, the delivery just doesn't doesn't sell yeah. it. I think in the way that they're going for. Oh, I switched to Japanese after like an hour. Sure. I agree. It's like hilarious to me the English VO. Yeah, I'm more familiar with the VO from going through it with you, <laughs> like on stream. So like, I understand the the charm of yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like for me, I'm just like, ah, try Japanese. Like it's just a little more authentic to me. I like never really make fun of it, right? Because I like grew up with it, so it's so different. I can't. But I can't for, even objectively like really analyze for it. The guy who's always <laughs> like creators of ten, yeah, exactly, Japanese, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah. And but this time because I'm just so emotionally attached and invested. Like right. my first playthrough, I'm like, dude, I'm just sticking I mean, with the that, English. Like, that's your Rio. I know it's worse. He, that's who, like, yeah. that's Rio to you. So yeah. I understand it. Yeah. I mean, based on the little bit of the Japanese that we heard during the group stream, I, it definitely felt a little bit more serious, mm-hmm. but then it's like, well, if I switch to the Japanese VO, I miss out on like some golden moments. <laughs> exactly, and so yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to figure out Pros what the cons. best approach is. Have you met uh, his friend at the harbor? I just got there. Like, I took the bus there. Yo, Rio! <laughs> I think I kind of remember that guy okay. from when I played with you, but okay. I just got there. Took the cool. bus. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just really appreciative of a game yeah, that, dude, like... You don't like that? Waiting for the bus? No, I mean, the bus didn't take that long, though. You like, like, waiting I felt like for the I was bus, waiting man? for, like, a half an hour for one thing, though. Where like, the straw was picking up, dude, yeah. and I was feeling it. Like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, I was like, let's get that. Let's get yeah. some answers, dude. And um, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, okay. You talk all the time about re-releases, Huber, mm-hmm. and to me, like, Shenmue 1 and 2 HD is really speaking to everything that you've said for years, where it's like, this was a game that, like, I tried to appreciate when I was very young, couldn't all the way, and so it's it's nice to have this very convenient way of going mm. back and checking out and i think a bunch yeah. of people are, are checking out shenmue for Me. the first time yeah yeah especially because of you and, and yeah. how much you've you've pumped it up so. yeah i'm doing it for you dude thank you doing the adventure for out of respect for michael huber <laughs> yeah. 
I've read a lot of he was awesome, definitely an influence, yeah. awesome yeah. tweets about it. Yeah. It's been really good I mean, vibes. it's like, if things, like, as long as I've known Hubert how much he loves Shemmy, when something like this happens, you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, the thing for me is, I'm not, it's not just like a novelty, and it's not just like, oh, you know, I want to understand Huber better. It's not mm-hmm. just that, like, removed from all of that, Historical. I'm legitimately enjoying the experience on its own. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's such a bizarre game and i say that as like a really high point of praise that any like the complaints that i have with it are not kind of like tanking how special it is Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and and it's just it's one of those games for me right now where it's like there still isn't anything completely like this (laughs) and i really value uh, those experiences when they do come yeah it's like it's like a moment in time for me yeah is someone who missed all of, like the Dreamcast, so this is like something cool for me because I never got to experience it. Mm-hmm. Some Yakuza origins, yeah, de- you <laughs> definitely <laughs> tell. Speaking of Yakuza, you've been playing Yakuza Kiwami too. So slowly, I'm so sorry, allies, for lagging. I outside of Easy Living, I've just been playing Dragon Quest, yeah. so I, I haven't been able to play Yakuza Kiwami. Well, long too. games, yeah, long games. Uh, not not. Not because I'm not interested. I'm really interested, and Easy Living made me even more interested than I was earlier. Uh, but how is it? How is Kiwami 2, especially compared to Kiwami 1? Amazing. Yeah. Um, Yakuza 2 was always my least favorite, uh, the, the PS2 version of Yakuza 2. Um, it just felt like the story didn't grab me as much mm-hmm. back then, and I can't even tell you specifics because it was so long ago it's just the 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 gut feelings that i had going through those games you know when they came out it was like oh two is kind there has to be a weak link like two is kind of like that it was kind of like maybe too big and sprawling and not as focused as one do you think it has anything to do with the change from the the over the top dub in yakuza one to the hey we're gonna we're gonna subtitle this in yakuza two could have easily been, yeah, maybe a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, 3 after that had, you know, PS3 and crazy, crazy graphics when 3 came out. It was like, yeah. whoa! Um, so, yeah, 2 had always been my least favorite. Had only played it through once. But now going back, I'm loving it. Uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of lot of additions and changes to tie it in with Zero and Kiwami 1, which I really, really appreciate. You know, it's, there's a lot of connective tissue um, but I think the biggest thing that stands out for me right now with Kiwami 2, and, and I love this list even in the original, is the villain. Mm-hmm. Goda. Yeah. I think he's one of the strongest villains in the franchise. Not from like a deep, emotional, complex, like anime level, but just like, yo, you're a really good rival mm-hmm. to Kazuma. You know, mm-hmm. I really like, you guys, you know, you guys played through Kiwami won, and, like, the villain is kind of in the shadows, and you don't, right. you know, there's a lot of... Well, what was weird about Kiwami 1 is Zero really recontextualized it, and, mm-hmm. and I think gave the villain in that game a yes. lot more, more oomph yeah. than, it, than it did totally. in the PS2 version. Totally. I agree. Um, but, yeah, I'm just really liking the villain, and... You know, you guys haven't gone through six yet, but my goodness, the new engine is so good. The visuals, the performance yeah. is rock solid. Um, Real quick, I want to get back to 
him being a good rival mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to Kiryu, mm-hmm. what, what makes a good rival in a Yakuza game to you? Like threatening power levels, you know, mm. he seems like a strong adversary. Um, there is like a mutual respect there in a way. They respect each other's power levels. Are there kinda moments like, where he just kind of completely outclasses Kiryu in terms like, of power? Like catches him off guard for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I again, I don't want to get. But uh, right. yeah, there's some good, really good stuff there. Cool. Um, one of my favorite things from six actually was the there was the bar that you could go to and you could build relationships mm. and uh, you could go to the, and and then even in zero right uh, building the relationships and uh, with the real estate and everything you know sometimes you needed to like befriend other people. So in Kiwami two, there's a f- <laughs> oh my god you guys are so stoked. There's friendship heat actions. <laughs> oh my god, yes, dude. Okay. Let's just say ramen is involved. Excellent. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. But some really hilarious, like, I don't know how they always manage to just one-up themselves with the ridiculousness, but they do. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah. So good, and you guys are gonna be because you didn't play six, so like the graph, and you saw Kwame too at the at the mm-hmm. Easy Living, like visually, it's so gorgeous, it's so beautiful. That dragon engine, man. Yeah, the uh, dragon engine. That's it what it's is, called. It's absurd. I love it. It's one of those things where when you've played a lot of Yakuza, and then you transition over to that new engine, and it's just like wow, ev- everything is smoother. It just. Mm-hmm from just walking around the world feels better. Yeah. And obviously you do a ton of that, so mm-hmm. it's extremely important. Um, and just the, the seamless transitions into battles, yeah. just how things look when you're hitting dudes, mm-hmm. it is very transformative for yep. sure. And it has the uh, the six leveling system as well, where uh, you have different yeah. stats and you know you, you, you can play mini games and, and eat to raise kind of the other, the other attributes uh, to encourage all of that. Um, you know, and, and I and I went through the same thing with with six and and even Kiwami of just the sub stories, yeah. Just the way they're implemented, not only in the main storyline, but like you'll be going to do a main like the main quest, and then some guy will be like, "Hey, hey, I need your help," mm-hmm. and it's like, "I gotta help this guy." Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. or like someone will bump into you and be like, "Yo, you want to start some shit?" Like. Never back down. All right, dude. let's go. Like never we'll, back down. Constantly. Yeah, so it's let's like go. it's just this constant loop of like main questing and side questing and mini games and food. It's just a really really nice flow. What um, I want to know is how are the new Majima chapters where you play as Majima? Because that's a big selling yeah. point for Kiwami too. Uh, I haven't done a lot. It's been pretty brief so far. Mm. Um, Not like zero at all. It's then. funny because. My memory of two, there was a big gap, and it, and when that was announced, that Kwame two, I, I talked to you a little bit about it, Ben. That uh, that had me really excited, yeah, because there is, you know, kind of a hole in there of what Majima's up to. Mm-hmm. So it is cool to like see sweet, that. and then of course that kind of ties into uh, sub stories and characters popping up. But these chapters have been very brief when you've encountered them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty brief. Uh, so. Brief but good. Brief yeah. but I want more. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brief but I want more. Okay. Always more modular. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Always. Uh, sometimes what I run into 
like you you were talking about how you uh, experienced to when it came out on PS2 that was a very long time ago sometimes with these updates what I run into or it's like it has been so long since I've played the original version of this that it can be hard to differentiate what's new what's old right do you run into any of that with Kiwami 2 uh no mostly mostly with like six and Kiwami one kind of and zero it's been like a lot of yakuza mm-hmm. in the last couple years so i'm trying to wrap my head around it yeah. i'm uh 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 you know you all know i'm obsessed with lore i'm obsessed <laughs> with minor 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 details in lore i yeah. love to obsess about that stuff so yakuza can be kind of frustrating because there's seven mainline games and countless sub stories and you know, and, and 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 they hold nothing back. You know, you'll come to a sub story, and it'll be like, "Hey, good to see you again." And it's like, "Oh, where did I see you? What exactly happened?" So there's a lot of those moments of like sure. callbacks, and yeah, it's hard to wrap my head around it all. So Hubert, uh, you've been talking how there's a lot of yakuza in your life, and just this year, there's been a lot of yakuza in your life. Um, for me, when I think about certain series that like I kind of really loved intensely at one point and then mm-hmm. faded away from I think of like Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty where there was a point in my life where I absolutely was adored them and was obsessed with them but with each new entry I, I eventually kind of drifted away because I didn't feel like I was reaching the same highs that I originally had yeah. that hasn't happened to me with Yakuza mm-hmm. despite taking place in the, same, in the same yeah. location with the same characters yeah. uh, a lot of times and you know admittedly very similar structures i'm not burned out on it and you keep playing them yeah. so it doesn't seem like you're burned out yeah what do you think it is about this series and maybe kiwami 2 in particular that has you still excited great question i got burnt out actually after three a little bit i was it was like my favorite thing and then it took me a long long time to play four Mm-hmm. partly because it's like wow we just went through three it felt really nice like now we're playing as new characters but you're also Cosmo. it just took me a long time to get to, to four three was my my first one yeah I, I adored it i think if i had played three later after some of the other ones it definitely would have been my least favorite um there's there are things about three that I think so many of the other games do a lot better yeah um than, the, just than the what that, that game does i think that's why ben is just They've improved mm. continually, you know? I adored five. Then zero is one of the best. I love six. Kawami is an incredible remake that added really cool stuff like Majima everywhere. And mm-hmm. now Kawami 2 is like only the second game with the dragon engine, so it looks amazing. And it's like they're filling in so many holes and gaps. So I think it's a combination of continuing the story in a in a like engaging way mm-hmm. meaningful way adding like new characters i think was actually a really smart move um and then just going back like going back to the beginning and just filling in all these dark spots and and blanks and just making it all better yeah so the th- you kind of already touched on it but uh, i think a, a big part of it is it's like well you can do a lot of things the same as long as the writing is there. And mm-hmm. you've kind of talked about um, this this inc- increased quality in, in how they present the story. And I haven't played six yet, but zero was like, wow, this is like the best writing that you've had um, in a Yakuza game. And, and those sub-stories, like 
they keep getting better and more yeah. involved. And really, at the end of the day, I think that's mostly what you want. You just want to care about these mm-hmm. people. And if they can keep finding new ways to make you care... <sighs> Yeah. Then let's keep going. Man, yeah, the game is so good at that. Like, the I did all of the pocket racing in uh, yeah. Kiwami, and like the guy you're doing it with as he's <laughs> as you're like starting with yeah. him, I like grew super attached. Like yeah. all those guys and Majima gets involved with racing against you, <laughs> so into the dumbest stuff, and yeah. it's so fun. Yes. God, I love it, dude. Yeah. yeah, dude. Sto- yeah. I, the, those games have such strong characters you can get easily attached to. Like I'm yeah. stoked for the new character. I don't know anything about this guy. Cool. I see him on the box. I'm like, whoa, this guy must be a big deal. Yeah. Goda, dude. Goda. Yeah. Uh, just from what I've heard from other Allies fans who are also very into Yakuza is that's the thing that they point to is, is the villain. So I'm excited nice. to see that myself. Cool. Yeah. Before Game of the Year 2018, I'd really like to have Six and yeah. Kami 2 done with. So Yeah. I, uh, you know, full it. disclosure, I never really, I did sub stories mm-hmm. but it honestly wasn't really until five mm-hmm. that i became obsessed with them and you know you go from five and zero and kiwami and i think their sub story game has just grown so much dude some of the taxi stuff in five is incredible it's incredible it's so good <laughs> like <laughs> both and it, it, the, the taxi stuff kind of fits <laughs> The two sides of Yakuza, the completely super dumb Yakuza and the extremely serious, this is a vehicle we're using to advance the story. It, it like fits within both of those extremely well. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, so more Yakuza. The yeah. world is still blessed with, with good stuff. Yeah. Into here. I wonder what's going to happen because we heard about the online one or something and then like the spinoff with that new character. Hmm. Who knows, yeah. you know, if we're going to get a seven or just a Yakuza colon blank or a reboot or who knows what the future is. Well, Huber, I think we're actually going to do this a little bit early uh, because oh, you, you, oh, you asked, said the word. Oh, no. You, well, you asked the perfect question. You didn't really say <laughs> the word, uh, but we're going to be doing something new for caught in a frame trap today. And that is going to be instead of doing a game. We're going to do a little bonus hotake. Oh. So it's, it's not going to be as serious as the main hotake, but yeah. there was a, a little bit of news that I thought might be fun to chew on. Yakuza news? Um, Not exactly. <laughs> oh, but, I know what it is. Okay. But related Got it. within that okay. sphere. Yes. Yeah. And yep. I thought it'd be very fun to talk about, specifically with this panel. So we'll do that. But before we get into it, Caught in a Frame Trap is always brought to you by some wonderful sponsors. So we're going to talk about them today. Uh, our first sponsor is Dale Sun. Mm. Thank you, Dale Sun. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. Our next sponsor is Jesse Vitelli. You can find him on Twitch at Justifer and on Twitter at Jesse Vitelli. Our next sponsor is Zotag. After Zotag, we've got JoJo's Dent Co. After JoJo's Dent Co., we have Oh Yes, Cool Great. Next up, we have Blue. Thank you, Blue. And we have a brand new sponsor, <coughs> Alex AI. And Alex AI has a pretty charming message for all of us. He says, Alex AI, strategy RPG enthusiast, looking for a jolly cast and even jollier town music? Play Shining Force 2 and support oh. the Allies. Shining Force looks awesome. I, was only play, I haven't like played those. 
Yeah. Um, Has Ben played Shining Force? I've he played. Has. Yeah. So my experience with Shining Force, there <laughs> was this. Yeah. There was yeah. this Dreamcast give, game. Give us the lowdown, Ben. Yeah. There was this Dreamcast <laughs> game that came with a bunch of Genesis games, and one of the games it had on there was uh, it was like Ultimate. I don't remember the name of the Dreamcast game was, but it had Shining Force One on there, and I had never played it up to that point. I didn't know anything about Shining Force. Not a not a thing. Hadn't yeah. even heard of it before. Played Shining Force One. I was like, this is amazing. This the 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 design, the charm, the sound. Everything about it was really, really cool. Um, I enjoyed the produ- the how they positioned the hero units and the the warriors. Sick, um, and it was awesome. But I didn't have Shining Force Two and have not played Shining Force Two, which I hear is superior to Shining Force One in every nice. way. But I haven't have not played that one yet. I'll have to uh, make a little room for a remaster in there. So yeah, a little Shining Force remaster. Yeah. Let's Shining- go. Yeah, I was very <laughs> impressed by Shining Force One a lot when I played it, and it was cool. Compilations, man. Compilations stuff, also yeah. allow yeah. you to catch some things that you would have. Is there a missed. Sega Saturn one? Sega Saturn I compilation. Missed, I have like missed every Sega Saturn game. No, they were kind of doing this cool thing back last generation, uh, where they brought over like Radiant Silver Gun and Guardian Heroes, uh, and some some prime Sega Saturn games. Mm-hmm. But they didn't they didn't catch all of them. Okay. I, w- I too would be yeah, very missed, interested like, all in those like games, a, man. Like I've never played Burning Rangers. I'd really like to play Burning Rangers. Die Hard Arcade and Virtua Cop. Die Hard Arcade's super fun. Virtua Cop is awesome. Bring it back. Yeah. Virtua Cop is very, very good yeah. and underappreciated. Is that you Suzuki too? Yep. Cool. Uh we also have a mega sponsor. Very long time sponsor of the show, Greg the Doc Knight Kettering being a mega sponsor. So thank you. Greg, for your support. All right, so here's the bonus otake for today. All right, so Toshihiro Nagoshi, chief creative officer for Sega and the creator of the Yakuza series, as well as he's been involved in a lot of things, but... Is that the Just for the dude? sake of yes, nice, yes. love that guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know who we're <laughs> yeah, talking hell about. Yeah. yeah, Toshihiro Nagoshi uh, teased a new announcement that is coming within the next month. So he said, "This is all from Gematsu, by the way. Thank you, Gematsu, for this information." So he says, and I quote from Gematsu: uh, "The next Sega Nama broadcast after Tokyo Game Show will be a big one. We'll discuss topics no one is going to expect. The only hint that I can that it." I can say is that it is something truly different. It is a new title announcement that will turn things upside down. What in the world? Uh, it's been about three years since the planning phase of this project. Whoa. Um, so I just wanted to kind of uh, poke you at what you would want, what you would hope for. Before I realized that it was a, a new thing, which mm-hmm. is very clearly stated, I was like, wait, is he going to do something like a new Virtua Fighter, or or is he going to bring yeah. back a lot of things? Um, but no, completely new thing. Not what we expect. Hmm. Hyping it up, giving it a lot of... Maybe, who knows, maybe overhyping it up, I don't know. But Yakuza Battle Royale. Do you think it would be Yakuza, do you be Yakuza related? I mean, is it is is are the words new IP stated? Can we read it one more yeah, time? Yeah, yes, that is. It is a new title announcement that will turn things new upside down. New title announcement. It, the the language, ve- yes, the language basically very much makes it seem that it is not Yakuza related. They, he even talks like, "Hey, Yakuza stuff usually happens before TGS. Mm-hmm. This will happen after TGS. This is a new thing. This will surprise people. This is not something that you would expect." Okay. Hmm. So I, I originally thought it was going to be a new IP, but new title makes me think like it could be a comeback or a spin on something. Yeah, it it could be reviving something mm-hmm. for sure. I do. 
just again based on the language yeah. and i wish i had the whole thing pulled up in front of me i don't uh but i'm very much leaning towards this is a brand new thing thing okay. uh like he's he also did binary domain oh, i love yeah. domain. <laughs> I know, I know. um and that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about, and I think why, like, I developed such a deep, burning love of Sega is because of how weird Sega was. Yeah. You know? Like, Sega was doing things that you just couldn't get anywhere else. And Dreamcast, especially, felt like. Uh, to give credit to Nintendo, Nintendo also gets very, very weird, but, <laughs> the, you know, it was that, <laughs> that weirdness with some edge to it, I think, yeah. with Sega... That, that I appreciated so much. Weirdness with some edge. With some I edge. Like that. Yeah, or perceived edge, I yeah. guess. Or or marketed edge, but even so. Jeez, that is uh that is quite a quite a statement to unwrap, you know, turning something upside down. Mm-hmm. Like what does that even mean? My mind immediately goes to like online. You know, I feel like uh... turning turning things upside down in a single player game, I, I... makes me think of knights. Something mm. like that. Because like I remember, like, there was stuff upside down in that game, right? When you fly around. Maybe he's dropping little hint roonies. I don't know. You know, we are in the prime era of relaunches and reboots and comebacks, Brad. Knights is an incredible call. Didn't have a comeback on Wii, though? It did. It did have Eh, a comeback. Brush that aside. It doesn't really count. Um, (laughs) I know nothing about it. I'm just kidding. I just immediately <laughs> thought of like Fancy Star Online too. Something like that. He's like, We're taking over. It's no longer online. It's yeah. like an RPG again, like the old ones. Obviously, gonna, yeah, this I'm is, this is all the wildest speculation. Wow. Don't put any stock in this. We're just having fun here. Mm-hmm. Crazy taxi. Um, you have seen. It feels like companies are being looser with what can show up where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that maybe there could be some sort of crazy crossover here or or like, hey, we're working with characters that don't immediately don't fall under the, the Sega umbrella? I wish, but the Bouncer 2. <laughs> they just make a, the Bouncer 2, dude. They I, got experience. I have not played it since it came out, but I really liked the Bouncer a lot. I'm you, not you were saying there for, it's a good game. For the stream? Years ago. You weren't there for the stream? You had to have been. I, I probably we was. Yeah. Well, we I don't remember at, uh, that. GT. I mean, like, but I, I like... Played and loved the bouncer. Yeah, bring it uh, back. I should revisit the bouncer. Yeah, dude, when we streamed it, it held up. Better. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. fantasy star though. I, I'm just gonna yeah, just fantasy star. Putting all my Not emotions. Online. On you think that. that? I mean, I would yeah, love would. that. I would lose my mind. Yeah, he would. But yeah, he would. <laughs> do you think that would really be the like? No one's expecting this. This will turn things upside down yeah because again i go i go to online because you can go get so crazy with it you know you can the possibilities are endless you can you know some new type that's all all the buzzwords now a new type of online Hmm. live what what is the word again live service a new type of online live service with fantasy star you know so Hmm. i think something online related what do you want, though? Like, wh- I want Fantasy Star talking? for you, Ben. Okay. That'd Number one. Great. Number one, Fantasy straight Star up. Fantasy Star Online 3 for yeah, me. Now that, yeah, that'd be great. Now that uh, Streets of Rage 4 has been announced, yeah. Fantasy Star Online, 100%. Cool. Or just Fantasy that'd Star in great. general. I would also really like some more Jet Set Radio, but... Yeah, me too. Just because I think there's so much they could do now. Yeah, <laughs> them, yeah. Yeah. 
Heat actions while grinding. <laughs> a heat action spray, dude. Man. Yeah, you're stoked. Dude, you're why thinking about it. have we not done top 10 heat actions? Let's go. <laughs> we need to do that. Do you think there's any chance? The bike on so they, they did the Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise game where it, it yeah. basically took Yakuza and applied it to a different series. Do you think they could keep going that direction, but it could just be like some crazy series? Sure. I don't see why not. I don't think for this. I think this is, you know, JoJo's bizarre. Adventure. I'm taking, I'm taking their their hype <laughs> saying, and, and, and the fact that it's after TGS, they're they're right. planting mm-hmm. this crazy of a seed this far out. Mm-hmm. Like this is getting me hyped up. When is this stream, dude? We'll be here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anytime uh, after after Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> yeah, it will be a big one. <laughs> I'm ready. It's exciting though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because. Y- you think about Yakuza, and obviously they did Binary Domain in that time as well, which was also weird as hell and amazing in so Love many it. ways. That's where, like, I remember the seven coming from. So, oh, it's it's a pro- that's it is like, like what I remember. It's in the golden pantheon yeah. of swimming in sevens. Yeah. Like, it is a must right play. Must yeah. play swimming in yeah. sevens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, put that on the box. Yeah. Like, give it a red border. Yeah, that's like, like the must first play. time. Like, things. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think that's the first time I remember <laughs> you saying like sw- like emphasizing a seven. <laughs> yeah. You remember binary domain? You could give <laughs> commands via your voice. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Binary domain is weird. Yeah. The, it, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but some of those story points are just like off the wall insane. Yes. Yeah. Boy, we should do a full playthrough of binary domain. That'd be good. That would be so much be fun. really good. <clears throat> um, yeah. I, I guess that's the point I want to emphasize. Like, it's kind of... Not a specific thing to latch on to, but that's the whole reason, is just when I think of Sega at their best, it is they're at their weirdest, they're at their most off the wall, they're at their most risk-taking-y, um, and I just, I want to see something like that. I, I want something that I don't know I want. I just want you to give me a trailer, and I'm like, wow, I don't know exactly what this is, but I want it. That's that's how I want to feel. Yeah. That's how... Sega has made me feel in the past and I want to feel again, I think. Is this event, Ben, going to be just this game reveal or others as well? Do we even know anything about I that? I don't know. I, I just know that it will be after Tokyo Game Show. Cool. It'll be a big deal. Cool. It's going to blow our socks off. Cool. Now, you, again, you have to keep in mind that, like, the guy whose job this is to get you excited yeah, about it is saying all for these sure. things. For sure. Right. This isn't some outside source, but yeah. even so. Numerous times PR people have come up. Excuse me, numerous times PR people have come out and said, like, you gotta be ready for this announcement. Right. And it's nothing. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. for sure. But still, excited to think about. Yeah. Potentially yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool. Little bonus otake. All right. Uh, what would you want to see, but before we end it, what would yeah, you want to see uh, Yakuza crossover with, if it could crossover with one thing? I think Brad nailed it. Like, JoJo just makes so much sense. It really like does. they get stands. Yeah, all of them get stands. Yeah, I. Dude, oh. It just makes so much sense. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Are there like portals in JoJo where they could like enter a portal and come to Yakuza Land or no? I mean, there's <laughs> definitely yes. There's a lot of like dimensional time. I don't know if I even so. need a crossover. Really, I don't even know if I need mm-hmm. Kiryu China. I just give me a JoJo game. Yeah, 
Nice. With with that engine and those mechanics. Cool. For sure. Like, JoJo heat actions would be incredible. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. I mean, he already kind of does that. Right. Uh, all right, Brad. Yes. So, last episode, we talked a lot. Damiani and Huber specifically talked a lot about World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth, uh, which mm. you have been yes. playing a lot of, I yes, think. Yes, yes, I have. What do you, what do you, I, I want to loop Huber in too, nice. but uh, <laughs> what do you think overall? Um, good. A lot of the additions, like I've done all, pretty much all the main dungeons now. Really fun dungeons, dude, nice. the manor, Huber. I haven't even done one yet. Shh. Slacking, dude. I know, the like Haunted 114. Mansion, total Huber style. It's cool because you can kind of go like different ways through it. So you go like, oh, I want to get this boss first. Then I'll go this way to get this boss. Going through the halls like that. Then you go down the cellar, Huber. Yeah. yeah, you're so in, dude. There's like uh, a temple, like a sand, like a snake temple Huber with like Super Mario Brother, like stuff to dodge like lightning bolts. Whoa. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like little like mix-ups here and there, which is really cool like that. Nice. Um, so they've added a lot of stuff, a lot of the pre-patch stuff. You've done some of this here, the war mode now. Yeah. So there are no more PvP servers, Ben. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Yeah. So you can toggle now if you want to be, like, in a world PvP, or you're not. So if you want to level and not get ganked or whatever, if you just want to super chill, you could turn it off. But if you have it on, you get bonuses, like 10% or 15% bonus XP. You get more stuff from quests. With this, they added one of my favorite things, which are called assassins. So if you kill a bunch of people in World B PvP, you will get marked as an assassin. You will get bonus, I think it's 15 damage and 15 healing, but everyone can see on the map the other faction. Now, I got this yesterday mm -hmm. for the first time. Nice. And there's a sick little thing tied to it. If you get 10 kills while you're marked, you get a sweet title. I mean, Chris and both had a dude got killed 10 people, you get... Alliance Slayer as your title. Sick. I was like, feels good. Why would you ever change good. that yeah. title? Yeah. Yeah. That's it's the locked. title you it's want for forever. Life, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the newer editions they added is called Island Expeditions. I don't mm. know if you've done any of these yet either. Here, so they're pretty much three-person events where they'll dump you on an island. You're like the the big theme of the expansion is collecting Azerite, which is this like. Um, this mineral from Earth, it's like the planet's blood or something like that. Anyways, it gives you like a lot of power. So a lot of the game is about getting Azerite. It's kind of like the artifact weapons you remember. You're collecting Azerite again to level up um, your armor. I'll get to that later. But anyways, these islands are 3v3. So you can either do this against... Uh, you fight other players in a team of three. Or you could fight against the computer who plays like AI characters. So you go around this island, you collect... Uh, as right and you just want to kind of win at the end you can run into each other fight you get uh rewards by doing this obviously like that it's cool you can buy stuff look like a currency like a little like a little siege tank i bought yesterday nice going around shooting stuff the, like uh, that they're okay they do get kind of repetitive. there's a bunch of islands they're, the devs were really hyping up the ai of those yeah, uh guys it's like, it's like it? whatever okay. uh i haven't done the hardest rank yet there's normal heroic and mythic got i haven't it. done mythic yet i've got done it. heroic and they're not that hard but like you gotta you got to keep going. You can't dick around too much. You get killed. The coolest part is like being able to do PvP against actual other players. It's like a three v three battleground. It kind of reminds me of. Uh, pretty fun. Gets boring after you do it like seven times. You're like, okay, I've seen it done. Dang. It's okay. Uh, the war campaign they added is like the story, like a story kind of element thing, where like when you get certain rep or a certain level, you unlock near. Is it's like usually going to. Sorry, me dial back. 
Horde and Alliance have their own areas they start at. Mm-hmm. The Xandalar and Kolteros. Kul- uh, like, Xandalar is like jungle, very troll, like with trolls, desert, and everything. It's Horde zone. Alliance, Kolteros is like a lot of lakes, mountains, kind of stuff. Really more jolly stuff, we kind of expect. So your uh, war campaign is you going to the other territory and kind of like getting, like making a, carving a path of like conquering certain areas. You get outposts, stuff like that. And unlocks as you do more. It's locked behind a rep grind at a point though. So you're going to be grinding for rep a lot. Is it is. better or worse? What the hell was that place in Legion, dude? The purple place with like the dome. <laughs> oh, dude. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Solidar or something. Yeah, yeah. Is it better than that? Uh, Yeah, because it's not like you don't have to wear a disguise. Okay. Get brought out. It's just like a zone. It's okay. just a zone. Okay. You're just in the enemy zone, so it's cool. It adds a little sense of danger every time you're there. Okay. Especially in war zone or like war mode on. It's good. Uh, a lot of stuff's not in the game yet. The raid's not in, I think, till Tuesday in the war fronts, which is like, I think they described it as like kind of like Warcraft 3 kind of thing. Like, it's a yeah. PvE event, Ben. You're working with people, but it's like you're getting resources and stuff like that. There's like units, I guess, like that. I don't know. It's not out yet. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So far, it seems pretty good. Um, they added, like, the global cooldown. I'm sure you heard about all mm-hmm. that. People complaining about it. Like, it really slows down the flow of combat, which is kind of annoying. I wish they didn't do that. But still a lot to figure out. So far, pretty good. I think it's better than, like, a lot of the other expansions so far. Like, way above Warlords of Draenor. I seem to be enjoying it more than Legion, what I remember. Right but, off the bat, I've been enjoying it a yeah, lot Yeah, I think more. the zones are a lot better. I think the game does a good job of the quest feeling like you're discovering a lot of the quests instead of just leading you exactly at every point. Like, go here, go here, go here. Like, there's some of that, but you'll find a lot more just kind of out there as you're exploring. Is it something where you kind of get pointed in a direction and that direction just leads you to a bunch of other stuff? Oftentimes, but there's there's definitely stuff out there. You're like, oh, what's this? This is cool. So you kind of have to take it upon yourself Mm -hmm. to just go and and check out interesting stuff. The game encourages you by, they added chests and legion those are back that you could find just exploring stuff like that so it gives you an uh, incentive to explore so i think it's like a i think the zones so far have been pretty good i've been Mm -hmm. pretty happy with all the zones especially there's six new six new ones and they're all very distinct and feel unique cool uh from a storytelling perspective there's obviously been a lot of attention paid to kind of the, this climactic moment, mm-hmm. the tension between the two sides. We talked a lot about that last time with Huber. How is that stuff, as you are, are getting so, through it and seeing the entirety I've of the I've gone through a lot of the stuff. Like, a lot of the stuff was building up with Sylvanas. Right. Kind of the pre-expansion thing. And she's been pretty much absent the entire time so far. Saving it up for the raid. Yeah, she, like, assume. whatever they're doing. Like, all that's just been kind of off the board. You're, you're just going through these new lands and kind of gathering uh, allies with with either the uh, Horde, the Zandalari Trolls, or if you're Alliance, the Kol Taras, kind of thing like that. There's definitely the theme. They've been sticking really well with the theme of the battle for Azeroth. Like, PvP, Horde versus Alliance is heavily emphasized in the expansion, which I think is great. Yeah. I think they were trying to go for the Warcraft 2 kind of feeling they were talking about before. All that's really great, but, like, you know, it's an MMO. They're going to space a lot of stuff out yet, so it's hard for me to yeah. get... Whole like the game's gonna be different in a year from now from when I play it right now, but so far so good. I wish there was a little more kind of stuff they left off on, like Sourfang you see just briefly yeah. at the beginning. I haven't seen him since anything like that. Hasn't been anything like that yet. So I'm waiting for more. Nice. 
yeah, this is not just a WoW problem. I've, I've encountered this with other MMOs, but I think like with WoW, when you, especially pre-release, hype up not just an area or mm-hmm. not just a, a group of people, but a specific conflict, it can be a little frustrating sometimes where you go into a new zone and it's like, yeah, we'll get there, but you have to do this stuff that maybe is like kind of related at best. Like you really just kind of yeah. get swept up in minor Yeah, stories. every zone usually has its own kind of story thing right. going for it. But uh, yeah, the same, like I wish I could get more and more, but they got to space, space it out it there. Out. Sure. I mean, just the way MMOs go. Holding it off for the uh, slow casuals like me. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, thanks Blizzard. You got plenty. <laughs> Huber, you've been, got some time. You've yeah. been uh, swept away by, by other work-related mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. Uh, have, how badly have you missed Battle for Azeroth? I think about it almost every day in the shower. <laughs> almost Specifically in the shower? Specifically in the shower, you know. Tell me about that process. Like, washing my hair. Right. Like, oh, man. Like, oh, still 114. Like, oh, I'm like, oh, man, I bet Brad's got, like, all the raid gear already. Oh, oh but it's not out yet, uh, so. Oh, man, at least I got rest, you know. I'm logged out of that inn, like... Man, I'm still not even done, fully done with the first zone yet because I like to do every quest in a zone before I move on. Yeah. So, oh, you got a long way to go. Rewarded for doing that too, Huber. Nice. Cool. Uh, how well, many series do you think of per day? Probably way too many to count. Series? Just well, like an, oh, like franchise? Yeah, IP. <laughs> like too many. How often is Half Life? <laughs> Dude, like a year ago, I told you guys maybe maybe i said it on here like right. it's uh, uh, the last year i've been like you've let it go I, it, it's therapy we got shenmue man i'm good <laughs> i don't need half-life anymore sure okay. Um, okay. one cool thing i want to bring up this is for you here especially is so the dungeon there's two dungeons that are mythic only and you cannot queue up for like a group necessarily as easily that finds your group automatically you have to go out of your way to build a group love this stuff i yes. haven't gotten to do yes. them yet but I need to do these. That's all it I takes. I need you out there, allies. That's, I need help. That's all it takes, man. I love even like Destiny or something when there's just one or two incredibly hard and difficult things to do above everything else. I right. love that. Yeah, it requires it some that... sort of communication and yes. socializing with players. <clears throat> Victory. That's good. Yeah. So Have you done... Uh, Arena or Battlegrounds? What's up with that? Uh, I've done a little Battlegrounds. There's They added some new stuff in the pre-patch, so there's like a new Battleground, which is fun. I really like it. Mm-hmm. You like, It's like, it reminds me of like Battle Royale style humor, because there's points on the map, like Azrite, that you guys fight over, so you start in airships, both of you. Parachute so you, in? You jump out, oh. and you can like rock it in a direction in the air, and then parachute down, and then grab stuff that too. Really so fun. it's really yeah. cool. I really like it. But I haven't, I don't think Arena's started yet this season. Okay. So a lot of stuff they're just rolling out slowly. Cool. So I'll see more when the raid comes out and uh, the Warfronts. Cool. So, so we'll see. Very cool. You're enjoying it more than you remember enjoying Legion yes. and Warlords of Jannar for sure. Um, has this kind of just like restored your love of World of Warcraft? Has it increased it? Or do you feel mm. like once you're kind of done with Battle for Azeroth, you'll be good until the next one? Like, yeah, where, that's where usually my at? cycle with uh, WoW, or just MMOs in general. I'll play for like a month or two after that when I just get kind of tired of doing it. If there's nothing new I want to do, I'll just leave until they add something I want to do. Yeah. Right now, there's enough for me to do still that I enjoy keep doing it, but I'm sure I'll hit a point. Sure. But right now, it's still good. Nice. Cool. Well, uh, I look more forward to, to more... Yeah complete thoughts as you get through it uh i have been playing pretty much one thing uh outside of the best thing uh a few instances so last time i talked about dragon quest 11 
I've played a lot more Dragon Quest XI. Uh, I've seen a very, um, very variable, sizable chunk. Yo, let me, let me, let me. Yeah. Okay. So from Dragon Quest, before that, it was Octopath. How many hours was yeah. that? That was like a hundred. Uh, it was it was roughly a hundred hours. Wait, what was when was there was like another huge one in there you did? Maybe I'm thinking of Xenoblade, one? but that was kind of a while ago. Well, I was very behind on the Divinity Original Sin 2 review. That <laughs> yeah, was another that like was like, I think it was like 80. I could be wrong on that, but it was it was oh, a lot of hours. That game's long. Uh, I feel like it it's like been 60 to 80, something like that. I it feel was like, a lot of hours. I feel like you've been playing a different 100-hour game yeah. <laughs> for yeah. like a year. <laughs> and I was really worried about that where I'm like, am I just going to get burned out? And I'm really not because all of them have been like varying degrees of good. Like, Dragon Quest XI is very, very good. I have not finished the game yet, so you should know I'm 60 hours in to Dragon Quest XI right now. Uh, but I feel like with that time I've spent and, and where I'm at in things, I, I can say pretty confidently that if you've been looking forward to this, if you've enjoyed Dragon Quest before, or if you're excited for this being your first Dragon Quest, like... In any of those camps, you're in for a good time. I feel really confident. Great, good um, news about the quality of this. And we we've talked we talked a lot about kind of the basic stuff last episode. But what I want to get into, and I I specifically avoided a lot of critical discussion about Dragon Quest XI, obviously because I don't want it to taint my experience. But with Dragon Quest, I feel like a lot of times you hear, oh, it's it's very traditional. It is this is RPGs as you remember them, and like there's valid reasons for why people are saying that that's totally true uh in many many ways but what has really surprised me about dragon quest 11 um is how convenient and smooth it is to play because of how they designed it like very immediately you get your horse and you can just there's so many places in the world where you can just call it and that's super obvious uh you get a spell that allows you to fast travel and there's so many fast travel points and in other dragon quest games when you would try to cast zoom and you were indoors you would Boom. yes yeah. you'd hit, you hit the ceiling yeah so now they're just like no it's fine just go um and there are a lot of camps in the world which we talked about before uh where you can go and you can get all of your HP back and you don't have to spend any money. And they're usually in a dungeon, even. You can go and, and, and rest up and, and heal up. Um, and other Dragon Quest games have had this as well, of course, but you can also set your entire party to just fight automatically and use their pet powers automatically. And so if you just know you're going to win and don't want to go through the, like, okay, let me pick this specific spell, you can just be like, everybody, use your strongest things. Let's keep moving on ahead. And while none of these things is that remarkable or, or worth showering in praise on its own, taken all together, all these little touches really add up to a lot. Uh, usually, when I've put this much time into an RPG, there are things that are really starting to aggravate me. And I feel like in Dragon Quest Eleven, they thought about all of that stuff. Uh, you really don't need to grind. Uh, you don't need to waste your time just sitting there uh, getting stronger than bosses in order to beat them. Uh, but that doesn't mean bosses aren't interesting. They are constantly doing new things to you that, that put you in a slightly different situation or they'll change the parameters of battle uh, to just shove you out of your comfort zone 
just a little bit. Um, and I think all of those things uh, make for a pretty remarkable and very smooth experience overall. And there's a lot to do, man. Like we talk about like w- w- Jones talked about how much he enjoyed uh, the Octopath Towns, but I felt so many of them just kind of felt the same. And like when you would in Octopath, when you go and you'd buy stuff, you didn't go into the shop. It would just be a window where you could see here you can go in. There might be a chest behind uh, the shopkeeper where you can go and get a mini metal. And uh, baby. Yeah. 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 Uh, There's just, there's just so much warmth. And again, these are things that aren't necessarily new to dragon quest, but they just kind of reaffirm how good this stuff is. Um, And man, those writable monsters, like the areas that you're going through, None of these secrets are mind blowing. There's there's been nothing where it's like ah okay this this was so well hidden I had to like think about it for minutes in order to solve it. But there are just moments where it's like wait I can't get up there if I go all the way down to the bottom of the staircase, kill this dragon, get on the dragon, ride it up. I can go in there and oh there's a new recipe book for me to go to camp to go forge all these things that are going to be stronger than anything I could buy. Cool. I mean not necessarily, but but there's <coughs> there are times where you'll get recipes where it's like, "Ah, this is better than like the Great. current shop that I'm at." Great. So. You're 60 hours in. Yeah, I'm 60 hours in. How's your wallet? The wallet. Yeah, so you talked about the economy before. <laughs> um and <laughs> My my wallet has been tried, for sure. And what I mean by that is, I'm not, like, absolutely broke, but there will be times now, 60 hours into the game, where I don't have the materials I need to, to make what I want, and so I'll go and I'll buy stuff, and I'll be like, man, I've got 56,000 gold. I went and I upgraded everybody's equipment, and now I have 3,000. Okay. So it's like, I am spending... Uh, a lot of money, but it's it's not like so penny pinching yeah. that. Uh, but you got to think about it. It's in the back of your mind a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not, it's not like a, an intense point of consideration. Yeah. It's not like, oh god, do I buy this at the, the cost of this? I mean, sometimes you get a little bit of that, cool. but it's definitely like, oh no, like if I go and I upgrade people, I'm gonna feel it. Cool, for sure. Um, and last time I I talked about worrying that that the character progression would be a little bit too straightforward and that ends up not being the case um you level up at a good enough clip and they expand the amount of things that you can learn uh to where it actually becomes pretty addicting where it's like okay like i want to i want them here i'm building them in this way if i go in this tree do i really need this stuff and so you it gets more complex and more interesting as it goes on um and the other thing is Depending on where you take your characters, so all these different characters, like you might have somebody that can learn swords or great swords or or uh, like staves or something. It's just they get a multitude of things to choose. But depending on which path you take them down, they can they can learn certain pet powers, your ultimate attacks. And yes, you want these because they tend to be pretty powerful or inflict a status ailment or heal you or power you up somehow. But they also just keep getting increasingly awesome. Like, they started really, really cool. And I talked about, like, how on a basic level, when you enter your pepped-up state, it's like a Dragon Ball Mm -hmm. move. They get so over-the-top and ridiculous (laughs) and awesome and just 
really fun, really well detailed, really flashy moves where it's like, I've been with this person for hours and hours and hours and we get a new pep unite move that is like, it'll just put a big smile on your face. Um, And so that has been really satisfying. And so you want these pep powers, not just how useful they are, but because of how fun they make them. It's it's sort of like maybe an example that a lot of people will appreciate, like getting a new summon in Final Fantasy. Like you just want to see what this looks like um, on that level. So it's really good. Um, we talked a little bit about some of the technical hiccups uh, and the music, uh, and I do want to touch back upon that a little bit. Playing on pro, right? I'm playing on pro. Uh, so the music, I mentioned last time how it could be a little bit jarring. What I recommend to everybody is they just they the game just has the music too loud. So yeah. like, go into the menu. I have that mine at like three. Turn that down. Balance it out, and it will. It'll be better. At least it was better for me. Yeah. Um, but there have been some tracks, especially some of the more intentionally like melancholic, like slower, emotional stirring tracks. Man, they've really blown me away. Like there have been times where I've stopped and been like, wow, I just want to hear this track play out uh, because of how effective it is. And so I, I get that like it's disappointing for people that it's MIDI, that it's that it's lower quality. It's not orchestral. Um, but I still think some of the compositions, especially later on, uh, really shine through in spite of that. Do you think there's any, uh, backdoor shady deals going on, Ben, with like, uh, this is, they're going to have a new version of this game. Do you think that is a possibility down the line? I don't know. The the whole music thing is is really weird because (laughs) for our review, Mm -hmm. we can't use the music with the gameplay capture like we either have to use other free music or we have to do picture in picture. Like it, what it's, in the they won't, world? Here, I'm trying to explain it the best way because Blood's gonna get mad. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to be accurate. We yeah. can't, we can't like edit it up. Okay. So if you want music, it has to be like continuous. Okay. Which is very weird. Yeah. For because you are, normally, if you're playing music from the game, like you can use it how you want for the review. You can yeah. have gameplay and then the music underneath that. Yeah. They're they're being really weird about it, and they're like either and so if you go and you watch, because we were we were trying to figure it out like what did other reviews do, and it's like okay, well, you know, listening to a few seconds of this, IGN's clearly not using. Uh, the music GameSpot's clearly yeah. not using the music and so that that's why because they have these weird stipulations with it that i don't understand very strange doesn't make any do sense, we know why it's so. midi why the music is no i don't know no reason because i got the clarity it comes with an orchestrated soundtrack right it. so I'm right just like, Wait, so they what? have that music yeah, I'm yeah. Just like, what yeah what what if there'll be like a dlc option because what was the game that they added uh was it persona maybe or something there was like a japanese pack was that persona for what? Oh, oh like the, the, yeah, yeah, the, the Japanese, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Japanese collection edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. can like download. So I wonder mm-hmm. if they'll do something like that, or I don't know. Well, it's, it's such just a weird. It's just really weird. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. That's why I am harking on it because it's just yeah, weird. Like it doesn't it bother me that it's, it's MIDI. I would prefer orchestral, but the whole situation is just weird. It is. <laughs> it's very weird, and I get it. Like I, I think it is is a fair thing to bring up. Totally, and. uh I'm I'm with people on that, but I also think like, don't let it bother you so much that you don't give it a chance because yeah, 
there are, like I said, there have definitely been moments where I think the composition of the music has really shown through and, and impressed me and, and really added to the scene. Nice. Um, I don't think it's something where it's like constantly taking away from every moment, cool. uh, especially if you if you do give it some time to get used to it and get it get it a chance. I really don't think it's like give it a chance uh, that bad. Although there, so there has been this weird technical thing that hasn't been um, rampant or whatever. But I think people should be made aware of it. And so there are times where you'll like fast travel to a place or you'll be running through a town and your character will just freeze and it will just be like loading. Like the game hasn't gotten to the point where you want to be Mm -hmm. yet. And so you'll just completely freeze and you'll have to wait for it. It doesn't take that long. It's just a few moments. Yep. Um, But it has happened to me pretty consistently in, in mostly the same spots. And you will be going back to places a lot. Um, and so it's it's something to be aware of that that does uh, happen. Um, I want to talk not specifically about the story, but kind of my my attitude towards the story because uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's been pretty impressive. And so a very again another very typical Dragon Quest thing, and really a typical JRPG thing is as you would expect, you're traveling around the world, you're getting involved with mini narratives that are specific to that locale. You're you're meeting with temporary characters and trying to solve their problems in the moment, eventually building up to some big grand thing. Um, That is how the game starts out. Uh, And I was really surprised. Not all of them hit me, uh, but a couple of them were extremely emotional uh, and really well done and a lot... I don't know if dark. I think darker is maybe a cheap word Bond. to use here, but they they took the idea farther than I expected them to. Nice. Um, and just being really invested for a short period of time. But what I was worried about is the characters that I was getting. They weren't going in depth with them. It was like, hey, I'm here. I'll help you with this thing. I am this type of personality, and it was like, welcome to the party. I was a little bit worried that they wouldn't be as fleshed out as I would hope they'd be. Um, but the game kind of loops back around on itself how, in a really cool uh, way. How many are there? Party members? How many characters? I'd have to count like them out. six or seven? Or... Uh, yeah, I mean, I if I go through, I yeah. can tell you. But it's more than four. Yes, there's more than four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more than four characters. Cool. Uh, I don't want to, like, get into yeah. the party too much. Do you have to, like, swap, swap in and out? You've been doing that a lot? There are... Several moments where your party will be specifically limited or you'll be forced into with somebody else. Um, but there's a lot of times where it's just like, who do you want in your party? Cool. Uh, if they're on the bench, yeah. do they get XP? They do. They do get XP. Full? Full XP? Yeah, they, they've been getting full XP. Cool. So that has been nice. Uh, and part of that is because they do kind of force you into certain mm-hmm. situations so much. And so when Got you it. when you get paired up with somebody or something unexpected happens, it's not like, oh my god, this this, this level guy is five and yeah, this guy is ten and... levels below yeah. my my main dude. That makes so. sense. That makes sense. Um, but like I said, the game kind of loops back around on itself, and they give each character their time to shine in ways that I wasn't expecting. Uh, Sometimes it'll just be like, hey, we're going to dive more into this specific character's backstory, or you're going to realize they're way more important to the main quest than you initially thought. Hmm. Um, And I was worried about the main quest. It's it's very, you are a chosen one. You have to defeat this this kind of big, bad evil. Um, But 
they flesh that out and give uh, some very specific scenes to that kind of typical quest in ways that I appreciate it. Again, it's it's not crazy. It's not going yeah. to uh, to maybe blow your mind, but they they do go out of their way to try to make you care about it, to try to make it personal. Nice. Um, and so I have to to commend them for that. Sick. Um, the storytelling is not perfect. I'm, I'm at a point right now where we're trying to collect some very important items to do something very important. And it's like the first two items I got were pretty straightforward. It was just like, here, go get these things. And then the third one, it's like, go get this thing and get looped into this story that really has nothing to do with what you're involved in. And it's not bad. It's, it's, it's a fine story, but it is just like kind of dragging out this thing mm-hmm. that the other yeah. two parts didn't really drag out. And mm. so... You know, it's long. There are <laughs> yeah, there in, are man. pivots. It is not a, a quick, concise story, nor is it meant to be. But uh, yeah, again, I feel extremely firm in saying that like this is a fantastic game. Um, Excellent. So good to I, hear. Speaking our language. Really, really good to hear. Like it. And yeah, you just just hunting those mini metals and hearing that sound is pretty <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry, that was a lot of me. Just getting no, all that out it. there, but I had a lot yeah, to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as people who have enjoyed Dragon Quest before quite a bit, do you have any questions? Do you have any concerns? No, I think you nailed it all. Um, I just definitely can't wait to get my hands on it. I'm, I'm not nervous, but like, Nino Kuni Two kind of burned me. You know, sure, yeah. I was so hyped for Nino Kuni Two. Damiani loves it. You know, gave it a really good, positive, good score. Right. But I personally did, just didn't really didn't really stick with me or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. hit me from a gameplay or an emotional storytelling point. So I'm just, I think Ben had that meager. S- we all kind of had that same issue, but it seems like Ben doesn't have that as much as Dragon Quest. Yeah. Um, we talked about the difficulty last time and, um, yeah, it, it is not a hard game. Right. There are things that you can do when you create a new save file. If you want to make them harder, things you can toggle, um, that I haven't messed around with yet, but hope to mess around with before the review is published. Uh, but like we said last time, to me, it's not really about constantly being hard. It's about having fights that engage you in some way. Mm-hmm. And I really do think pretty often they are mixing up fights in pretty cool, pretty creative ways where like, yeah, you'll be able to get through it. You might definitely be able to get through it on your first try but it's not like you're just sitting back and doing what you always did it was yeah. like no you're, you're making me think about this you're making me take a step back just enough to make the fight memorable yeah. and exciting um i yeah yeah nino got good. pretty pretty mindless yeah pretty quick i do think in terms of like monsters in the field it is pretty mindless. Like, it is pretty much just like, hey, get through this. Mm-hmm. There are some Dragon Quest touches that help with that sometimes. Uh, occasionally, you'll get desperate attacks where yeah. the monster will just do a whole damage, a bunch of damage to you out of nowhere. That'll push back. But for the most part... Um, pretty smooth sailing. You, it's pretty smooth sailing. Uh, there might be some times where you'll have to you know, worry about your MP a little bit. Yeah, I don't think you're going to run into like... 10 skeletons at one time she'd be like oh god yeah reinforcements reinforcements yeah. <laughs> i think for me though and again this is talks about the the convenience thing i'm way okay with that mm-hmm. um 
if I have to spend an entire RPG where like every fight and if there are so many fights is a slog, like by the time I get to 30, 40 hours, like I'm really exhausted, exhausted. And again, speaking to Dragon Quest, there are a bunch of little touches uh, where it's, it's really easy to avoid monsters on the map. If you don't want to fight, you do not have to fight. Um, You have enough space and enough speed to get around pretty much anything in that game. Also, uh, when you open your menu, it's very easy to just heal everybody all at once. There's, there's like mm-hmm. handy heal all. heal all where it's like heal everybody in the most efficient way possible. And nice. so you'll get through a fight, you'll heal everybody and you move on. And again, like there's just this very strong sense of this game carrying this momentum. And so you want to play, you're not getting exhausted. You're not getting burned out. Um, that I think is really smart. Great. Nice. To do. So yeah, I'm excited for you. I, I hate these situations. Like, I want you guys to play it. And oh, you know, your we're, thoughts. we're very excited. But, uh, yeah. Next it's all time, I've been doing. Next it's time all, all three of us are on, you'll yeah. guys, you guys will have finished Shenmue. And we'll have finished Dragon Quest. We'll have a power. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> yeah, right, I, right. I hope I'll have finished Shenmue. But we'll see. We'll see. It's not too long. It's like 15 hours. Uh, Huber. Yeah. Talk to me about the final season of The Walking Dead. Yeah, the dude. Video game. I'm going to stream this too, Alice. I'm, I'm writing a lot of checks today with streams. Yeah. We <laughs> can cash them. Yeah. Um, really briefly, don't want, not going to talk about the plot. Well, I, I, can, I actually can talk about the plot in a non-spoilery way. So we're back as Clementine. Uh, this is the final game now, finally, of uh, this the Telltale Engine, dude. They're hanging it up. Final one. New mm. engine coming next. Thank <laughs> the heavens. Um, but I'm extremely impressed with the first chapter. Uh, season three, New Frontier, was kind of a slog for me. It, was, it wasn't it was bad. It just didn't have a lot of high notes. It wasn't great. It wasn't memorable. Nothing to really get attached to. Just going through the motions. I'm already so attached to Clementine and now even more so. Uh, because it's a few years later, AJ, uh, from season three is grown up. She's caring for him. And there's a lot of those moments, you know, these teachable moments mm-hmm. between Clementine and AJ. And you kind of get to decide what, what wisdom you want to part on to him, uh, which is really great. There's new combat mechanics. Uh, so it's not just really quick time events. Now you can actually like move and attack you know you can go up to a zombie and do the old lee trick of the crack the kneecap knife in the skull um there's some other really cool cool moments too when you're in the forest and all these zombies are coming and you have to trigger traps Hmm. and that's kind of all in real time uh so there's just a lot more gameplay to it uh which is which is nice um yeah and i'm just really attached to the story now you it's Again, just loose details, not getting into super specifics. You come across a, 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 basically an orphanage run by kids. So you were in the Walking Dead universe, but you find this uh, group of survivors uh, that's basically all, all teenagers and young adults. And, you know, I, I feel like that's going to expand. There's only four episodes this time around, uh, which is really nice. So I, I feel like they're just a little more meaty. You know, there's not as much filler. Yeah. Uh, you can interact with all of these characters. Like when the episode ended, it was like, here's how every single one of these characters feels about you. It was a little, not as much in episode one, but I see that getting fleshed out down the line. Um, and like any good, you know, walking dead episode, there's a lot of surprises, a lot of shocks. 
Uh, and I'm just so invested in Clementine and AJ right now. So really, really strong, positive feelings so far. One episode down, three to go. Um, feeling good about it. So, and there's, we're one episode down, three to go. Yep. It's hard for me in this specific situation where I played season one, pretty much loved the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then season two, it was this huge up and down where yeah. this episode was great. This episode was what? Yeah. Uh, and just this, this really rocky relationship. And then I played a little bit of the third season. Yeah. Thought it was okay. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing for me is it's like, well, with this episodic release that has been inconsistent. Very. It's like, do I go through the effort to catch up and then play it episode by episode? Do I wait and so, see what you say once epi- the final season yeah. is wrapped up? What's, what's really nice is, of course, your save carries over, which is so awesome. Of course it carries over, but it makes it really nice. I, I fiddled around with it. It makes it really nice if you're just jumping in. And if you've played, like, season three in the recap, like, pretty much not, like, not even there, really, you know? <laughs> it was going through these huge moments of, like, what did what did Clementine do here? Nearly every moment was season one and two. So... That's really weird. Yeah. Like, there were some... And, and of course, there's yeah. some callbacks to, to season three. And, of course, AJ is mm-hmm. a huge part of season four now. And he was kind of brought up in season three. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I... I... Th- I wouldn't recommend, obviously, jumping in. I mean, it's a f- the final season of this whole big thing, but, like, you could probably just jump in. I don't know. If I come back to you and I say, it's amazing, you've well, got to play yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't want to, like, over-dramatize it yeah. because going through season three is not this huge task, yeah. right? It doesn't yeah. take that long to do. Yeah, they're short. Um, but I, I think it's more just, and this isn't necessarily fair, but... I just got to a point where I was like, I just don't, don't. really care about yeah. Telltale stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it just wasn't thrilling me enough to mm-hmm. really want to make that effort. Um, but what you're saying where it's yeah. like, hey, not just they're trying to tell a good story, but they're trying to make it more mechanically interesting, more technically proficient as yeah. well. That's really encouraging. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I thought the Michonne chapters were really cool. That was like a three chapter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did some cool, just like really good gore and stuff you I think know that's also part of the problem is there's so much there's a lot there's so michonne's much. thing really felt like on an island i don't know if that's mm-hmm. even gonna tie in at all yeah um but yeah and you know I've, I've been up here so many times talking about telltale games and and you know you, you use the word inconsistent which is so true mm-hmm. and technically a mess half the time you know but batman season two Going from that, which is maybe my favorite season of a Telltale series, Batman season two, and now this, like, feeling good about it. Feeling good with the storytelling. Feel good about the performance. Mm-hmm. You know, they've ironed it out. You know, I've, I've been up here complaining about it so many times. Like, Batman season one was a train wreck, and Game of Thrones had so many problems. Just so many problems. Um, but hopefully... A strong end to a strong character, Clementine Hype. Right. That's why I'm so committed, you know? Like, if this was the final season and we were playing as a new character or someone else, I would be way less inclined to finish the fight. But the fact that it's Clementine, an older Clementine, you know, she's still young, but she's older now, is just, they got me. 
And it's hard not to be curious about this character specifically, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, and, and the la- lastly, what's really nice, too, is they laid out the release dates of all of them, which oh, I don't I don't great. think they had done before or they rarely do. Like, Well, they would, again, that would be another thing that they'd be super inconsistent yes, about. Yes, they'd be like, oh. And they, it would kind of uh, trample on the momentum of, of the season. Yes. Yeah. So now it's all laid out. Good. Don't have to wait too long. It's like a month and a half or a month between each episode. Yeah, as long as they're clear about it, yeah. then that's that's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. And cool. you and you get like your own little room at the orphanage to like get collectibles and stuff. Yeah. Always fun. So good stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Let's talk about the messenger. Yes. Uh I Hype. last night was like I've been looking forward to the messenger so much I'm just gonna play a, a little bit and I did I the pl- exact same thing I played a lot more than <laughs> I was intending to uh, played a few hours I don't know how long like two three oh you're way farther than me yeah I'm on like well, the second boss <laughs> it's great yeah like at least so far it's mm-hmm. like better than I was expecting really really yeah. really good Brad have you played any of the messages no yet? I watched okay. Mike play a little bit looks very Ninja Gaiden so I'm yes. way down I mean, ex- extremely <laughs> yeah he was like doing the wall hang yes. stuff is like, exactly the same NES Ninja Gaiden anyway yeah. uh, Huber what are your first thoughts on it loving it we're in this renaissance right now you know these Metroidvania side scrollers like w- yeah. but what I like about this is that it doesn't feel Metroidvania yet it's more well, like oh, okay it's gonna <laughs> blow up so <laughs> It starts out. I was thinking because the the Starting hook out of like this Shovel game, Knight, you know, the hook of this game is that it is both an 18 bit game and mm-hmm. a 16 bit game, and you will be able to switch between them. I thought, based on the trailer, that this would happen right away or like pretty quick. It does not. Okay. Um, I was playing for several hours, and I've just gotten to the point now where it is a 16 bit game. Cool. Um. And my understanding, so it starts out as, as, as a pretty straightforward action platformer, as mm-hmm. you would expect yeah. from something that was inspired by NES Ninja Gaiden. But then now, at the point that I've just gotten to, it becomes a Metroidvania okay. game where it's a little cool. bit more open. You have a map that you can yeah. use to explore, that kind of thing. I'm just loving it because yeah. I've... I've always liked these types of games, mm-hmm. but I've never, you know, I've never been the one screaming from the rooftops. Yeah. Like Symphony of the Night, I loved, you know, but never really beat it until mm-hmm. like many, 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 many years later. Like I'm not an expert on the genre at all, mm-hmm. but this batch of games right now, I'm loving. Mm-hmm. And the messenger now is another high bar in this like two month time of these types of games um what immediately what got me was the music of course love the music phenomenal uh just love how tight the controls are love that there's a skill tree in this i'm super into that um i'm okay with the like meta talking and like the meta dialogue of like oh that's too much text for uh oh small small chat window like they call stuff out like that don't play guacamole too then yeah so i'm okay (laughs) i'm okay with that stuff it's not my favorite but i I love demons i love demon (laughs) i love demon invasions yeah i love ninjas i want to jump in because that was something that i was worried about too uh i was like okay they're being a little bit too cute here this is gonna get old um i definitely started out that way but the more involved that you get i actually think um 
it gets beyond service level. Service level. Uh, cool. They 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 do some things. They have some tricks. They have some jokes. They have some some methods that I found like legitimately pretty cute, pretty clever. Cool. Uh, if that stuff turns you off initially, give it some time. The, Let it develop. The shopkeeper stories are so random, yes. but like really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. What are we talking about? But I'm like so invested. I in was it. definitely won over by it <laughs> yeah. uh, in the end, and. Because the thing for me is I was like, I'm just going to keep playing until it becomes 16-bit. And that <laughs> takes a long time. Um, but because it does take such a long time and the game gets hard quick. Okay. It gets hard yeah, quick. Yeah, I got to the second boss and I died a couple times. I was yeah. like, okay, here yeah. we go. It, here we go. It, it keeps spiking up. Okay. Uh, it, it gets pretty hard. Um, cool. And But once you do reach that moment where kind of everything changes... It's it's amazing. And the only reason like I'm saying this at all is because like that was how they had pushed this thing in yeah. the beginning. But uh yeah, once once you hit that moment, it's 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 very very good. And it just controls super well. It doesn't so far have like a ton of mechanics. There is an upgrade tree. Um it's not super complex, but mm-hmm. you get like shuriken that you can throw that is managed by a meter. Uh you get this grappling hook nice. where you can zip on a whole bunch of stuff and you actually get an attack and so you can like bounce on things. Uh, I love the very basic mechanic that when you hit something for a period of time, that's what allows you to double jump. Love so you that don't, mechanic. you don't double jump on your own. Yeah. You have to hit something and the level design and the enemies are structured in such a way where it's like, oh, well let me hit their projectiles and use that to get across this yeah. area. Sweet. Um, and so that feels really, really good. It does, like, you have to think about it. You have to be like, hit, uh, j- jump, hit, yeah. jump. Um, but once you get better at it, it, it feels really, really good. So, yeah. I, Loving it. I adore it. Like, More, I really uh, adore it. Yeah. Chasm got, like, middle of the road reviews, mid- middle to positive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot, Chasm's a lot simpler, mm-hmm. you know? You just kind of go through and hit things and they die. Yeah, so which far, is really I'm, I'm nice. I'm curious to see how they handle the Metroidvania yeah. part of it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh which is nice and soothing. And then you have you have dead cells which is like you have your your isolated runs. Mm-hmm. This now seems like it's just going to be that intense white knuckle. Yeah. The whole way through, which is uh, you know, slightly intimidating but also exciting. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's white knuckle in a way where like it, it's not just Ninja Gaiden. Like there, we, we talked about the shopkeeper, but even while they handle death is really interesting, um, because it's it's not like you have a limited number of lives or you just go back to a checkpoint. You do go back to checkpoints that you unlock as you go through. But there's this little demon who is also pretty damn funny. <laughs> that when you die, what he'll do is he'll stick around for a while. Yeah, I was like, go away, dude. Right. <laughs> And he'll eat your currency that you oh. use to level up. And so that's kind of how you you value out your punishment. That's what I'm Yeah. Like. So he'll he'll stick around and he'll get full. And then once he's like, okay, we're even, he'll go away. Mm-kay. And so you'll be getting a bunch of currency and you're like, oh, I wish I could use this to get this new ability. And you can't. Nice. And so that's, they make it a character, yeah. uh, which I really love, that you end up, that ends up making fun of you. And he's like, hey, pro tip, you know, avoid the spikes. Like, he'll really lambast you for your death. And he'll tell you how many times you've died or, like, how much of this stuff that he's eaten. So, 
I'm, I'm nervous. I'm gonna die yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because like at first I was like, oh, okay, like this is, you know, challenging, but we, we're gonna be able to get through this. I mm-hmm. definitely hit a point where it's like, oh no, this is hard. Like this is. Yeah. A, a tough challenge. Uh, make sure really to play Guacamole too, Huber. 100% on the list. Yeah. Huber Syndrome. Very, it's very good. Huber Syndrome, dude. Be ready. I... Two weeks. There's too much shit. <laughs> what do we do? There's too much shit. I really want to play Guacamole. I loved Guacamole 1, and it's dude, like, I don't know when I'm going to get to this. Super chill playtime. Yeah. Pumped. Play Chasm, guys. Don't let Pat Cla- Chasm slip through the cracks. Yeah, so actually, Chasm did, is I, did play, I did play a few more hours of Chasm, nice. and I got to this puzzle... Uh, Love that puzzle because you can't look it up. Boom. Yeah. Well, yes. I have to like go around and find which of the room because I don't know which rooms they Mm -hmm. are, and so I'll have to figure it out. But that that. that is where I'm at in Chasm. So yes. Uh, Yeah, it's it's randomized. Mm. Yeah. So you can't just. I mean, as long as it's a cool puzzle. I mean, you just have to explore. That's the point of the game. Yeah. You gotta explore and get to the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. I'm I'm with you on the like. Hey. You can't just, you know, cheap your way through mm-hmm. this. I respect that. But it is a little bit annoying where it's like, okay, I know I've been in these rooms, but at the time I first came through them, I didn't know this was important. Mm-hmm. And so fair. I wish, I don't know. It's just like, okay, well, let me just wander around until I find it. Like, it doesn't really feel like I'm solving it. Mm. I'm just kind of going in every single room to try to remember which one it was. I think I liked it because it was like, it it finally pushed back, you know? Chasm's yeah. oh, yeah. like pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. So for it's sure. finally like, okay, finally the game is like giving me hmm. something to like, yeah, some kind of challenge. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I would like to finish Chasm 2. I, last time I said like, oh man, I think I'm going to, Play all of Death Gambit. I don't know if I'm gonna play all of. I know. I've heard Death such Gambit. I've heard like yeah, pretty yeah. bad things. Brad, you put I mean, more time bad. into. It. Yeah, it's I think good, that's the thing. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Death yeah. Gambit is okay. definitely no, not, not bad. bad and I enjoyed what I played of it, but we live in a time of too many riches. Yeah, we got yeah, Dragon sure. Quest Eleven to get you through. Gotta pick. Yeah. yeah, we got Yakuza Kiwami Two to get through. <laughs> uh, a game I do think you should make time for, and I'm really gr- glad Brad did. Is Celeste? Yeah. Oh, look at Brad. Um, Play a little time. Celeste. Made the time. Celeste. A game that I played through and talked about on Frame Trap, but wish I gave more love than I did because of how phenomenal it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you seem to agree with that opinion. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Huber. So if you don't know, it's kind of like. Super Meat Boy. Yes, pretty much. So I didn't play a lot of Super Meat Boy. So this mm-hmm. is very. It reminds like Guacamelee has a lot of stuff like this. So pretty much you're just going through like. I really love games like this where you just go through like a room and it's mm-hmm. just kind of like a puzzle going through there. How many saw blades? Oh, saw blade. I don't know if there's like saw blades really, but there's like <laughs> stuff. There's like stuff like that, like yeah. that play the role. Yes, I don't know definitely. if it's an actual saw blade though. <laughs> but uh, the game I think throws in like a lot of cool mechanics that constantly surprise you. Like a lot of the levels, I feel like have like a theme kind of. Mm-hmm. Like the the hotel level, oh. I think it's like the second level. Ben, you're going yeah, through it has dude. like oh, like the ghost kind of specter things what? in it and stuff like that. Yeah, the levels. I can't remember all the levels now because it's been a couple weeks. But like every time I'd go through a level, the game would kind of throw something new at me, hmm. so it'd keep me on my toes. There's a, definitely a story going throughout the game too, which is really cool. It's about this girl. Ah, what's her name again? Celeste. 
Yeah, yeah, it's so a Celestia arcade. It's like about her. <laughs> I couldn't remember, but it's about her. Like, kind of like. I'm almost. You're making me doubt myself yeah. on something that like, I feel is it, like is I. Is it that easy? Yeah, it probably yeah. is. But anyways, you're going yeah. on this. You're, the whole point check, of this. The whole sure point of this less. game is she's climbing this mountain. It like for like a purpose for some reason. Like she's kind of finding herself as she's yeah. going through all this. Oh kind of stuff. no no no! It's not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I thought it okay. Celeste so follows a young woman named Madeline. There we go. She Madeline. attempts to climb the titular Celeste Mountain. Yeah, oh, Celeste okay. Mountain. That's it. Boy, like I played through the story of Celeste. You think I would remember the main character's name? It just too yeah. many names. It just yeah. like, got lost to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, same thing. But it's Celeste super Mountain. fun. The game's always throwing crazy obstacles. The only complaint I have with this game, well, maybe not, but like one that stuck out to me the most is I felt like. Some levels would just go on for too long, a little too long. I felt like when I, because the game is so like demanding of you, yeah, especially hard. as it gets later on, like, like paying attention, being in the zone all the time. I would just get kind of like, Exhausted. when's this gonna end? Whoa. When's this gonna like? I really, really liked it, but I was like, I just, I'm ready for this to end, kind of feeling like <laughs> that. Like, it's all really great how they do it all, but I just got kind of exhausted as I was going through it. Okay, super recommend it though, Hero. I think you'd really like the game. Is it long? No, it's not no, too long. It's no. not that long. I do, I do agree with Brad though, and I ended up having a very similar experience where it, it's a hard game, yeah. and when you get through a level, like you really feel it. Yeah, you're like, um, and I've I've heard that like doing everything else, like going out of your way to get all the strawberries, doing the B sides, it's like some of the best stuff. But by the time I had finished the story of Celeste, I was like. Yeah, there's like a Boy, huge, there's like a I'm post gonna, game stuff yeah, too. I'm gonna put this down. This this really took a lot of effort to get through, uh, which isn't always a bad thing. I right. think just when it is extremely difficult, like constantly platforming, I gotta move my thumbs around a whole bunch. Like I just needed to separate myself from it. So I, yeah. I did. Uh, I do want to emphasize the story though. Mm-hmm. I really. Like if we do have a story of the year category, I think I would definitely put Celeste up sure. there. Um, it it ended up being a lot more personal. It's a very personal, yeah, and introspective than like I was when you expecting. Talk, conversations are usually just between like one per like one other person, like real personal. Madeline just kind of finding herself and like her life experience. Hyped. You kind of learn about her life as you're going through the game. Yeah, it's really great. Dude, I apologize to everyone for thinking the character's name is Celeste. That was me just trolling. No, it's okay. <laughs> you made bad. me think of my first. Yeah, it happens. Power of persuasion. Uh, but no, it is. It is really good. It's Check something it out. I'd like to not too long revisit uh, before we have game of the year discussions. Really fun. Yeah, I uh, gave it a ten, with, right? Yeah, and, and like ten out of ten. I get it. Like, I, yeah, I, think I can see where they're coming from for sure. Cool. We wow. we talked so much about all of these great games and what you should make time for. And we, we, I feel like we recommend pretty much everything on every frame trap. Um, and so, you know, I do think that takes away some of the power of a recommendation, yeah. but, uh, I really like at least play through the story of Celeste. Yeah. At the well, very least. When I played it, I had no idea what the game was. Yeah. I didn't know it was a game like this. So I was pleasantly surprised. And it, cool. it really does have both sides of the coin. Like I took just as much from the story as I did the insanely great mm-hmm. level design and challenge and, and platforming. Like there really is a ton of creativity. A ton of variety. In these yeah. Levels. Yeah. Um, if, yeah, you had me at hotel and ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Uh, Check it out. I definitely think it's a must play of the year for sure. For sure, for sure. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. We should have a like, if you have time list and like a Mandatory. must play. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm excited to see if Messenger ends up on that must-play list. Uh, but it's very good. The last thing I want to talk about, my my secret little addiction. Uh, I It hasn't been like Hearthstone levels of bad, but it's probably been the closest oh to that since the, the height of my Hearthstone days. Is I've been loving the, the hell out of the Magic the Gathering Arena closed beta. Um, I have enjoyed Magic the Gathering for a long time, uh, but while there have been good digital Magic the Gathering games in a post-Hearthstone world, they did a lot of things that would annoy me. Um, like, even Duels, the one before Arena, like, it was just too slow and too cumbersome. Um, and that's not what Magic the Gathering Arena is. It is so snappy and fast and games are quick and it just it has that responsiveness, that cleanness that you need in a really good card game UI. Like you look at everything, all the mechanics have symbols, they're very simply, concisely explained, and there are a lot of mechan- mechanics in magic mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But even somebody who's like always kind of appreciated magic from a casual perspective and needed some reminding about certain things, it just does all of that for you. Um, and it has a simple tutorial to get you in. Um, and it just does the things that you would want this game to do. Uh, it will like, if you don't have, uh, anything to do in either of your main phases, it will just skip that and let it be the other person's turn. It, it automates a lot of this stuff to the point where you just feel like you're having quick, fun, easy games, uh, which I really like, but more importantly, how generous Magic the Gathering oh, is. So generous. So I I am no stranger to spending money in card games. <laughs> uh, haven't spent a dime, one, because it's closed beta and they're going to do another wipe, even though they would refund you for your money, but just how generous it is. Yeah. So you get a ton of decks pretty much out the gate, and they're not just like some trash tier, I will never win with this. Like They're pretty solid decks that... One, are fun to play on their own. We'll give you a bunch of different types. Do you want to play aggressive pirates? Do you want to play like more of a blue-black control? I want to play this you, right uh, now, Ben. Like, because I'm, I'm somebody where it, it takes me a long time to feel confident in building decks. And mm-hmm. so it's nice where it's like, holy cow, like you're giving me a lot, like more than a small handful, like quite a few decks of so many different types of play styles that I can play and keep things interesting. So that is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just get those decks, you have them. Um, but there are other things that I think it does that are really smart as well. The way that it does goals. So you'll have um, like a big weekly goal, you'll have a daily goal, but then you'll have like, hey, for 15 wins, we'll keep giving you something. We'll give you a little bit of goal, we'll give you a card, we'll give you something. And so it always feels like there's something to chase after. Uh, whereas when you compare it to something like Hearthstone, it's like, okay, you have these three things. You might get done with them right away. Um, you don't really have that much to work toward. Uh, whereas I feel like the way that Magic the Gathering Arena structures out its goals, like for at least the first 15 wins of the day, like I have at least a little bit of something to fight for. Yeah. Which I like. Um, the other thing that it does is how it handles tokens. So as you open packs... Um, you will occasionally get these tokens of different rarities. And you'll also, as you open packs, be building up to earning tokens of different rarities. And that's how you make cards. And uh, 
like I said, they're very generous. I got a lot of packs for nothing pretty easily. And I had a bunch of tokens where it was like, hey, this, this, if I want this mythic card, I can just make it. If I want this rare card, I can just make it. And I had a pretty sizable pool that I was able to make a couple of very competitively viable decks, which I really, really liked. Um, and unlike something like Hearthstone, where you have just like this dust, everything's coming from the same resource. It's like, no, my mythic tokens are separate from my rare tokens. I like that. Right? So it's like, hey, if I, if I need to make this rare card, it's not taking away from my mythics. That's good. Um, and so it seems really, really generous. Also, drafts, right? So you can do drafts. They're doing like yes. core 2019 drafts right now um, where you can either pay gold, which is the currency that you earn in the game, or you can spend gems, which you have to buy. But what's great about dra- these drafts is any cards that you pick for your drafts, you get to keep, bro. Awesome. You get to keep, bro. You get to keep. Is it dr- You do draft with other players? You don't, you're not drafting with other players. So okay, okay. It will, it's like you open a pack. Got it, got it, you got it, pick. got it. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's it's been hard for me coming from like Hearthstone Arena where you don't have to worry about land, where it's like, oh, wait, like I also need to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm getting land for these drafts. Um, but it is nice that you get to keep the cards. And even if you lose uh, and there are some sharks out there, or at least what feel like to me is sharks, you still get you know some reward cool. just for participating. Uh, so. I have a question. Yeah. So I don't really play card games. Yeah. Not really my jam. But yeah. one thing I loved about Hearthstone was the presentation of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. How does this stack up? It is not like Hearthstone levels of presentation. Okay. Uh, but there's way more than I saw in any of the other Magic games. Uh, and I definitely dabbled with quite a few of those. Um there's a little bit of it. So, like, when you play a Planeswalker, mm-hmm. they'll say something. They'll Ooh. have a presence. When you play a big mythic creature, like, I I would play this big dinosaur, and, like, a CG dinosaur would come out of the card Whoa. and roar. Cool. Cool, cool, um, cool. You definitely get some of that. Again, it's not as comprehensive uh, or as consistent um, as something like a Hearthstone, but it's way more uh, than any of the other magic mm-hmm. games that I that I played had, uh, and it's pretty good overall, Nice, I would say. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's really good. And like, do you get the, yeah. Sorry, do you get the feeling they're going to stick with this particular game? Seems like they do card games quite a bit. Like, this is not their first rodeo in an online card game. Like how Blizzard oh. or how Hearthstone is just Hearthstone, and there's just different, like, whatever expansions kind of thing like that. Do you think they'll have this card game, then we'll make a completely different one after, or do you feel like they'll stick with this for a while? Well, that's kind of what they tried to do with duels, where mm-hmm. it was like, hey, we're not going to do a yearly duels of the Planeswalkers game. We're going to have this. It's going to be living. The problem is, is that it just wasn't good enough, in mm-hmm. my opinion, whereas this, they seem to be developing it in a way where they're really incorporating feedback quickly, and the base is so good and is getting such positive reception. Like... This is if they wanted this to be their living platform, which they totally do, mm-hmm. and they've they've talked about. Uh, yeah, they don't they cool. don't need to do another one after this. Cool. I think they finally Got hit it. the nail on the head with Arena. It's super fun. There's still a lot of work to do. There's still right. like, things that it needs to incorporate. <clears throat> is there a window release window? Uh, 2018. Okay, is when it's but it's still in closed beta right now, so we'll see. But yeah, um, I I remembered. Being in the beta for Gwent for like over a year, still not out yet. It's been like two years of beta, so. Yeah, I do think when you have something like magic, especially when there is this ongoing 
you know, physical card game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you do, I mean, you still have Magic the Gathering online. Um, I can understand why it would take some time, but very impressed with Arena. Is there a campaign? A story no, thing? Okay. There's not. There's not. Did you um, hear something that duels did have? Did you hear about the Gwent thing? No. Tell me about the Gwent. So it was originally going to be like the story mode was going to be part of Gwent Mm -hmm. with like, you know, RPG type choices and stuff. It's now going to be standalone. Oh, God. Whoa. Breaking pens. Yeah. Getting excited. You said stand alone. I stand alone, dude. I'm a fiddler, <laughs> yeah. and that cost me right there. Yeah. 30 hours, they said. Some 30-hour wow. standalone RPG Gwent. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, Le- Elder Scrolls Legends, um, Legends has cool. a uh, expansive story mode. Uh, duels, Magic Duels had story. And, like, that's nice, especially when you're trying to learn but I do get to a point where I just want to play real people. Yeah. So I don't know. It has been interesting though, like playing a lot of arena and like getting to a point where it's like, okay, no, I, I, I know what people are doing. I know kind of what archetypes are out there with any card game. You do reach a race to the bottom yeah. where it's like, no, this guy is just trying to like yeah. cheese out as much shit as possible and kill me as quickly as possible. You do, you do run into that, and you, sure. I think at a certain level, you have to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, with magic, you also run into, like, I am just only drawing lands for mm-hmm. six turns. That sucks. That's yeah. weird. Like, you, you, you know, you run mm-hmm. into that stuff. But it's very, very good. Uh, cool. I think, Huber, that yeah, I when you do get badly. a chance, you should. Um, you know, played Gwent, played Elder Scrolls, uh, Legends... Played Duelist, played a little bit of Shadowverse, like mess around with all these things. Arena has definitely sunk its teeth into me more than any of them. Um, it's been very the, fun. I think it has a bright future. Has the it. best foundation, magic, right? Legendary, and like you just get so many cool, weird decks mm-hmm. in Magic. Not that you don't in other games, but I was running up against somebody where like their whole strategy was just to constantly destroy my land. Oh which, like, god, I hate those decks. Yes, dude, leave which, my like, lands alone. Wasn't fun. <laughs> it was terrible. Wouldn't run run into it all the time. But like coming off a bunch of like elf decks yeah. or or. Uh, Direct damage, aggro, f- ten right. damage, yeah, ten, five damage. It was like, like it was kind of fun and like a complicated, <laughs> s- a somewhat complex setup that it was, <laughs> it was fun to see. But yeah, it's been it's been fun. Um, it's hard getting together with people to play Magic on a consistent basis. Yeah, so. it's tough. Yeah, this is filled a void in my heart. So we got that uh, samurai deck, the white one. Yeah. yeah, I think it's somewhere. Nice. I've been running. A very hubris deck, red green red dinosaurs. Green? Yes, that's, that's cool, exactly yeah. what I would use. Yeah, red green beasts. It's been, is my all time favorite. It's been super fun. Uh, like this twelve twelve that you can cheat out based on the power of your other creatures. Um, creatures where like when you damage them, they do something. Uh, it's just been big boys, like big hex proof trample nice. boys. Yes, trample. Yeah, it's trample boys. It's been fun. And it's like a good, like I'm learning the game again kind of deck yeah. where it's like not super complex, but Very nice. it's, been fun. it's been fun. Uh, we're about exactly two hours into the show and my pen is broken. Rip.
Do you know what that means? You do. I do. You know what it means. I do. Hotake! Oh, man. <laughs> um, so hotake has been a thing that I've I've struggled with because, like, I kind of have a hard rule for hotake where, like, I, I do want it to be hot. I do want it to be, like, an interesting discussion. But I don't want to hop on flavor of the week drama mm-hmm. for the sake of it. Like I want to care about it. If we're going to yeah. talk about something, I want to have a vested interest or at the very least think that you guys have a vested interest. And there is some flavor of the week drama that we're going to talk about today that I actually care about. And I think is interesting. Um, puddles. No, it's not puddles. That whole thing seems like nonsense okay, from good. the outside. I haven't done that much. I was I was surpri- I was gonna be surprised. Yeah, not okay, puddles. Not good. not what I want to talk about. Good. I want to talk about Soul Calibur Six because I care about Soul Calibur nice. Six. Um, okay. Because of what I've played of Soul Calibur Six has been really good. There's been some controversy lately oh. with a DLC character. So what? Are you not aware of this? I'm not no. aware. Right. I'm not so aware. I have a bunch of notes written down. Cool. So Tira character that was introduced in Soul Calibur 3 in 2005 will be a season pass bonus for Soul Calibur 6 and will also be purchasable by herself. Uh, the season pass, from what we know right now, will be $29.99. Okay. So you get the season pass. Not only will you get the other characters, you'll also get Tira. Uh, so the thing about Tira is she was also in 4 and 5. So they introduced her in 3, and it's like, this, this is a character that you know that has been in these games. Now she's kind of locked behind. It's like a Goro situation. Wall. Okay. The thing that is weird is they had this trailer, this big unveiling for Tira, this DLC character. And then they had this new character as well, who's just going to be in the game. And they had this trailer after Tira. And so it's, it's like the timing of it feels a little bit weird. You'd think you'd kind of, Save this for the end. Mm-hmm. You talk about all the other normal characters that are going to mm-hmm. be in the roster first. Um, the the producer came out after all of this, you know, hubbub, hubbub yeah. of people being angry, and he said, "Hey, uh, I'm getting this from Dual Shockers and Event Hubs. By the way, this is where my information is coming from about Tira having her in Soul Calibur Six. Uh, she needed some pretty complicated adjustments. So much." So much so, she needs so many adjustments that she didn't nearly make the cut. After we announced Soul Calibur Six, a lot of fans asked for Tira, so I went to the development team and asked them to put her in the game. So that's why she isn't part of the main roster, and she's DLC. That's uh, Okubo, the producer, who's okay. saying that. All right, it's done. Well, <laughs> kind of. Uh, so there are some other comparisons here. Uh, so, like, Eliza was a pre-order bonus for Tekken 7, mm-hmm. another... Bandai Namco published game. The thing about Eliza, though, is she had only previously been in Tekken Revolution, the free-to-play fighting game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not I, I would argue, not quite as, as ingrained yeah. Yeah. into Tekken uh, as other characters. People are mad they're holding I think, a I think more maybe popular a little, character beh- behind right, the wall. A little bit more yeah. primed. Uh, the other Another comparison that you can make is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, which if you pre-ordered it, you got an early access unlock for... Uh, Super Saiyan Blue, Goku, and Vegeta. However, you could also earn them in the game uh, by doing different arcade modes on hard. Got it. So that's the difference there. Early access unlock as opposed to season pass mm-hmm. bonus. And you remember mm-hmm. Goro? What was pre-order. the deal with Goro? He's a pre-order bonus. Yeah. Pre-order, pre-order you get bonus. Goro, or yeah, you could buy him later for five bucks. So that definitely kind of seems yeah. like what this is mm-hmm. is getting to. I didn't remember Goro. Um, but just comparing it to recent Bandai Namco 
fighting games. And again, Soul Calibur 6 launches on October 19th, so we still got some time. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, what do you guys think about this? People are obviously upset. Um, there are people who are like, hey, I'm main Tira. Mm-hmm. Now I got to buy a season pass on top of a $60 game. Uh, to get her, <sighs> or or to get her on her own as DLC. Yeah, do we know how much she is on her own? I looked and I could not find how much she's yeah, going to be on her own. Yeah, it's like, that's a big that's deal. A big, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that that information isn't out there. Yeah, we um, just don't know at yeah, the moment. I just okay. don't know at the moment. <sighs> I mean, he gave like such an honest response. How could you be more honest? It's mm-hmm. like, he's the developer, you know? He mm-hmm. has to answer to executives and to suits. And games cost so much money to make. Right. Who knows how well Soul Calibur Six is gonna do? You know, it'll do. It's a huge series. Should do well, but mm-hmm. still. And he was so honest about it. Like, look, the only way we could get this character in is if we do it this way, because it it clearly mm-hmm. cost more money mm-hmm. to put her in. She was a more expensive character to create than others. So in that yeah. sense, I feel for I feel for him, and and I feel for that, and it, and it's a bummer, but I understand. You know, put put your brand manager hat on, and it's just business. I get this upsets the people yeah. that main her. You yeah, know, that fans, is a yeah. bummer, dude. If Soul Calibur is your game, right, and you main her, that is, I would be very upset. But if it was the ability to spend, you know, five or six dollars to use her or not have her in the game at all, I would take the first option. Five or six for sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, I understand. Uh, it has been a long time since soul caliber five. And it, it does feel like kind of soul caliber is, is coming back in a way, both with how they're telling the story and just how long it's been, uh, that, like that's a thing to to consider. Like if you want Soul Calibur to to rise mm-hmm. uh, and and be successful and make people who have been waiting for so long happy, I think you have to consider how you present it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think a lot of the complaint is not just how they're doing it, but how they're presenting it. Like, wait, how many characters are not DLC that we're still getting that you haven't announced yet? How many? What are we getting? In the season pass, what other characters are going to be there? It's just, it just feels weird and not yeah, as straightforward and transparent as it could be. That's a problem. I feel like yeah, like I totally see player frustration. It feels like a catch twenty two to me, kind of thing. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. I understand the developer coming out and saying that, but I understand the fans being upset, right? Especially if they're not being clear and upfront about everything. Right. Like, we don't know the whole story, obviously. But yeah, it's like ah, I feel for everyone out there, man. And you think about like. It would be kind of one thing, I think, if Soul Calibur was the only dog on the block, but Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, you just had Street Fighter V wrap up Season 3. You just had Tekken 7 announce Season 2, and there are already a ton of characters in that game. It's like, from a consumer perspective, I feel like you have so many fighting games to pay attention to right now um, that why pick this yeah. one at this moment where especially maybe later on you could get it cheaper yeah, or, maybe, or get you know some sort of deal or whatever it's going to end up being. So. Maybe they should have just eaten the cost and given her out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because there's so much competition. Right. 
Um, do, do you think this matters, though? Do you think this will have an effect on Soul Calibur 6's bottom line? Mm, I don't think... Or, like, is, or is this just internet I drama? I feel like not in the huge <laughs> scope of everything like that. Yeah. I think it'll just be like whatever. Yeah, I think it'll... When it's out. It'll blow over. Yeah, I guess. But, like, I think some fan, like, longtime fans are going to get, like... It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect them, you know? Mm-hmm. Feels like a... I could, like, totally see their perspective of feeling, like, like upset about it. Like, I don't know if it'll stop people from buying it, but it might not put them in anyone's good graces with this. But I don't think it's going to hurt the game, like, if it does that bad. Yeah, I mean, from a personal perspective, I'm not super invested in Tira. But I do understand that if you are, if she's a big reason, like, if this was Talum, right, like, I would... Yeah, you'd be like, I would be bothered. Like, I I really want to play that character. It's annoying... Um, but is this, I think it is obvious, right? That a new fighting game, big budget fighting game is going to have a season pass. Yes. That just seems like an inevitability. Is that okay? Have we accepted that? Is that just the cost of being a big fighting game in 2018. I wish I knew how much it costs, but I mean, by the way he said it, that her animations and stuff cost more. Like, it costs money to make these new DLC characters. You gotta charge for them, you know? You can't just keep making all these free characters and just giving them away. Um, Yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, the... I'm sure the people that are yelling the loudest are the ones that main her, obviously. And they seem like diehard lifelong fans. Wouldn't they be committed to the max to soul caliber? Wouldn't they be buying the season pass anyway? Maybe that's like Bandai Namco's logic. of just just like, like well, you know, people that people that use her might be upset, but like, we're going to give her away in the season pass. And like, they're going to be around at least for a season because they love soul caliber. I, I, sorry. You should never assume, but people feel like they don't want to feel like they're being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. kind of situation like that. Like they're being nickel and dimed. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the thing for me, where it's like, why are you extracting more from the people that care the most? Mm-hmm. Um, I think from a from a very basic, like, I just want to play as Geralt level of Soul Calibur fan, I don't know if they care that much about Tira. I mean, I don't know. I'm just yeah. speculating here. But... It's like if if I really care about Tira and I'm excited to play Tira, I think that indicates a level of familiarity and passion mm-hmm. that it's like this is just sucking for the people that care a lot, the most, right? Yeah. And I turning that, them the most. That's no. what it, where it, it was like weird. Goro. It was like Goro. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. he's been one of my favorite characters since I was a child, and yeah. now that he's like behind some weird. Yeah, like you don't want to hurt your hardcore fan base that keeps the game alive. You'd think the easier sell would have been to have charged for Geralt. Like, yo, he's Geralt. It's a. It's actually, a was, I've actually seen people f- propose that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a front yeah. door shady deal with CD Projekt Red. <laughs> some weird mm-hmm, right. thing. He's a guest. Right. Pay up if you want to be him. As for the classic characters but then you have and the Soul the, Calibur like, fans, hey, you've never charged for guest characters before, at yeah. yeah, right. You know, you have you have a precedent that you're true, true. Yeah, yeah maybe it made like a to... different guest character if they have a different one eventually, like yeah. DLC or something like that. Just someone, yeah. something's gotta give. You know, so you gotta pay for someone in a in a perfect world. It yeah. would all be free. Like, how does yeah. you know CD Projekt Red has set such like an impossible 
bar with all like the free DLC and updates and everything they had done. But I mean, yeah. even they charge for expansions. Like those expansions weren't free. Like extra stuff costs money to make, and we gotta we gotta pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is just that a I really like Tekken Seven, but Tekken Seven was such an interesting example because it took forever to come out after its arcade release, but it built up this really sizable roster. Akuma was a hype guest character that was not only included in the base game, but was incorporated into the story. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, the pre-order bonus, like, I, I don't know if, you know, she feels that essential to Tekken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do do DLC characters, they're things like Noctis, they're things like Geese. It's like really hype, exciting things. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, any... Season one. Are there any pre-order bonuses for Soul Calibur? Any pre-order characters? There are no pre-order specific characters. So that's again, what they should have done. That is a that's that's what they should have done then. You think it should have been a pre-order bonus? That's a that's a I think that's a solid middle ground. As gross as pre-order bonuses are, fans are going to get the game. Just right. Put a dollar down before you buy it because you're going to buy it anyway. So you're it's arguing not... like these people are already going to get it day one. They're already going to yeah. pre-order it. This is better than you... separating it out as, as a season pass bonus or standalone. Exactly. Okay. And you know you're you're appeasing the suits because it looks corporate and grody. Like yeah, pre-order bonus. You get her. Like I feel like that would have been a solid middle ground. Yeah. Maybe it's not too late. I don't know. I mean, it's we should acknowledge that it's still grody, but yeah. from my perspective, that would kind of be the thought process I go through. Or it's mm-hmm. like, well. I was gonna. I'm gonna get it. I might as well yeah. pre-order it anyway. And then get her. I'm getting a character. Like I'm not having to jump through any extra hoops. Mm-hmm. Just gotta go to the game store one extra time or <laughs> whatever. Pre-order or, it online. Or online. Yeah, exactly. yeah just like pre-order that. online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. It's thinking about Goro though, and I think that is a good example that you bring up. So that was a pre-order bonus, right? Pre-order, and then and it was five dollars. I remember. A lot of people made a stink about this. Yeah. Like, it's like, how do you lock Goro, Goro of all characters dude. behind a pre-order thing? There definitely was a huge, yeah. Well, not huge. There was there was some sort of outrage yes. about it with Goro, but the thing is, when you look at the trajectory of Mortal Kombat Ten, right? It didn't matter. Like that game yep. sold incredibly well, mm-hmm. was incredibly well received, got super great reviews, uh, had a long, healthy life. That just sort of seems like background noise now. And so my question is, is like, if the game is there, if it is, there's a strong, healthy community, it's not super competitively out of whack. People are excited about it. They're enjoying queuing up for matches. They're enjoying the minute to minute gameplay. Um, You know, the fundamentals are there. Like, does this really matter? I don't know. Depends on the sales of the game and stuff like yeah. that. If it hurts them in their pocketbook, then it might matter. Yeah. I, uh, it doesn't. You know, I I always go back to Overwatch and Fortnite, changing the game, cosmetics, right. mm-hmm. you know, Soul Calibur, creating characters, so many cosmetic items. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a better route to go with DLC and microtransactions, you know? Mm-hmm. You can have your characters, but we're going to charge tooth and nail for, you know, additional cosmetic items. Because... Time and time again, people will pay for that, you know? Mm. Let me dress up as a clown in Soul Calibur for five bucks, and I'm sure a bunch of people are going to buy it. Like, you know, maybe don't hold a character that people are attached to behind the paywall. Have it be either a new character or costumes, cosmetic stuff. I feel like there were other ways to go now that we're talking about it. You know? I have to so. wonder if there's, like, a, a long-term effect, because... 
like I know especially you have felt burned by Black Ops 4 specifically and how it's handling map packs in mm-hmm. comparison to Battlefield 5 but I think just like on its own in a vacuum Call of Duty having map packs like is not it's certainly not a new thing right that's been going on for years and years and years and years but I have to wonder if when now that you have all of these newcomers you have things like like Fortnite uh, that are extremely popular if it's like well do I play Fortnite for free and just like it's pretty reasonably priced for all this stuff or I don't even have to worry about it I can mm-hmm. just hop in there download it, and play with my friends we're all really excited about it like I wonder if like as you get more counterexamples and other things like on their own they may not seem like a big deal but in the long term especially when you can only you know commit so much of your time to a certain thing if that plays a factor mm-hmm. right like does it play a factor for you with Call of Duty coming out yearly having all of this expensive DLC mm-hmm. as opposed to something that is totally free and constantly evolving i don't know like like i said i want Soul Calibur 6 to do well yeah don't do things that are going to piss people off. Yeah. Um, because there are times where, like, I get interested in a game and, like, its ecosystem or what it calls its currency. I'm like, wait, what is all of this? And it, like, is kind of thorny and I don't want to touch it, you know? Yeah. I wonder if that happens for people. Like, are there people out there who are like, oh, man, I haven't played Soul Calibur in forever since 2 or whatever. I want to get in this. Wait, what's this? I have to... This character is not included. Like I it's wonder like, if oh, that I gets... remember using her like right. back in the day. I got to pay the season pass for her. Like, huh? What? Right. Like I yeah. wonder on a very casual level if that yeah. hurts people. I don't know. Do you think if Soul Calibur Six gets really good reviews, that all this will blow over? Do you think reviews are going to be important here? Well, I just think, you know, crazy. I ass- assumption. Mm-hmm. I feel like the people that care the most are the ones making a fuss about it. Yeah. But the people that care the most love it and at the end of the day are going to support it. You know, it's that Soul Calibur 6. so bad, It though. does. It yeah. sounds horrible. And that is exactly what a corporate suit is going to say. Yeah. They're like, oh, well... No, that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah, like, oh, this, cor- like, this character, they like her, but, you know, probably looked at the numbers, like, even, like, hmm, how many people really do main her? Oh, 7% of the player base? 6%? Right. Okay. We we can afford to put her on there. Take a hit. Yeah. So. Hmm. I I liked the developer's response of like, yo, this character cost more to make. Yeah. I thought that was being honest. So. Yeah, and like I I have no reason to not believe <laughs> yeah, them. But yeah. you don't you don't you're not there with those conversations, right? Yeah. And so you don't you don't know the full story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think like yeah, I I believe you, but. <laughs> but yes that's not really i still got to spend that money yeah. um but the thing is is like i will be the one that's reviewing soul Calibur 6 and having gone through this rodeo before reviewers actually don't need to spend that money yeah. like they make sure like capcom or bandai namco or whoever it is will go out of their way to be like hey also here's a season pass code do you think that's okay like do you think that I think if you disclose it or like whatever. Sure. It's just, it, it does get weird though. That's right? a because really, really interesting question. Ben. Yeah. That's a good question. Like, when I get Tira for free, yeah. I'm just going to be like, oh, well, she's fun. Exactly. But like, I don't have to empty mm-hmm. $10 out of my wallet or right. whatever it, it mm-hmm. ends up being. So. Yeah, maybe they shouldn't give DLC. It should just be the base game that everyone is yeah, going well, to buy. They want the game you know? to look as, like, 
of healing course. to you as possible. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, like as the reviewer, it's yeah. your job to be like super Just upfront about that. It's on yeah. you. Explain ben. that. Yeah. yeah. Pressure's on you. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I have no problem. Don't mess up. <laughs> Don't mess up, That's ben. why I'm here saying that. But uh, I do think it's weird. It It's hard because it, with fighting games, it gets so individual. Where it's, like I said, like, I'm not super attached to Tira, right? Like, Soul Calibur 3 was the one I skipped over. I mm-hmm. played 2 and then 4. Yeah, me too. Um, so... I'm not going to be speaking to a Tira main very well. And you get that all the time with fighting games. Like you have people that are like, listen, I only care about like create a soul and making a dumb, goofy character. Like that's what I'm in for. Mm -hmm. Or I only care about whatever offline options they have. Or, or I only care about like going online and fighting people. And so I just feel like you can get so individual where other things it's like, well, the only thing you can do is go and compete. Right, and so we're all kind of experiencing the game uh, from the same level, and so yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It, it's it's hard to wrap that up into a number sometimes. Yeah, because um, you can only speak to yourself. Exactly, the ones getting hurt the most are the people who mainer, and yeah. yeah, we we don't. So, but I empathize with them. Yeah, I do wonder though. Like, he definitely was like, "Hey, you know, we could have handled this better." I think that's another thing you need to keep in mind, like. We're a unit of people, easy allies, that are releasing stuff all the time. Like, we're paying attention. Like, when you guys don't like something, it may definitely seem frustrating in the moment, and it might take a while to change, but, like, we do pay attention, and I hope that with Soul Calibur Six, if the rest of it goes well and this was a weird thing, then there won't be this weird thing for Soul Calibur Seven. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. that's what the optimist in me yeah. wants yeah. to say. It's not that, like... You shouldn't let your voice be known. You shouldn't complain yeah. or that this doesn't suck. But, like, keep in mind, this isn't the end-all, be-all. Hopefully, they'll learn. Hopefully, it will totally. get better. Because think about uh, the Tia mains that... Tira, uh, yeah. Tira have... That have never played The Witcher 3 or have played it and do not like it. Like, right. here's Geralt. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here, Geralt. I don't want anything to do with you. And now you're going to make me pay for this character who's pretty much an OG since three, you know? Yeah. So, and I've, fr- I've done frustrating. a lot of praise for Tekken 7, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there who are like, wait a minute, this isn't Tekken without Lei, and now he's to in. get Lei, he's he's a character that you have to pay for. Yeah, so so it, like, it, it always feels really bad for somebody out there. Street Fighter was Sagat free you had to pay for him no No. but the thing about street fighter 5 the the little asterisk that you can put with street fighter Mm 5 is you can pay for characters with fight money that's right you can grind it out yeah and not spend real cash to get which is the way to do it devs let's go yeah let me earn it in the game Mm -hmm. or let me buy it if it's cosmetic only that should Mm -hmm. be the new standard period end of the day yeah earn it in the game purchase real cosmetics no that don't impact gameplay it kind of feels like a win-win for Capcom where it's like if you have the people that are really grinding it out, they're just naturally going to have the fight money. Mm-hmm. So like our most dedicated players feel rewarded. But then there are people out there who are like, well, I didn't care until you added Sagat mm-hmm. and I just want him. <laughs> I'm so I'm going to open up the, 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 wallet, yeah. the wallet. Yeah. Yeah. You said a lot of the, the details about uh, Soul Calibur aren't known about like how much you'll cost separately. Right. And that's the frustrating thing. I think that's a big problem with it. If people knew exactly what was going on, 
and had like a clear idea, right? Maybe it'd be a little less chaos, but yeah, we're we're like a month and a half away from release. That's very. I close. don't know exactly how much you're going to tell me. I don't know what the other deals. Yeah. Like, there's just so many unknowns. I don't know how much tier is going to cost on our own. Again, it's like yeah, maybe that stuff is out there, but it doesn't feel as out out front and in your face as, as it, it could be. be. Um, sure. I do think they could have handled the messaging of Soul Calibur 6 a little bit better. Right. Like, even the, like, yeah, you can create a character stuff. Like, yes, you did come out with a trailer. Yes, you have said that it's out there. But, like, that just feels so important and big. Why wasn't that out, like, a long time ago? Like, Soul Calibur 6 was announced what feels like a very long time ago, and it just feels like the whole marketing machine for this thing could have been a little mm-hmm. bit cleaner than it was. Yeah, if there's a season pass and they're like tying her to it and if they throw on cosmetic DLC that you can't earn that you have to buy like mm-hmm. some clown costume, just mm-hmm. weird example. I can see then it. then we're getting real dicey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Then we're getting that's real very dangerous territory. Yeah, then it's real sketchy. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. It, mm-hmm. it sounds like we're not, like, completely up in arms, but we understand why it's annoying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're, I, I guess to maybe cool this down a little bit, not that it's been hot, I guess, but how? where are you guys at with your hype level for Soul Calibur Six? Like, where is your perspective at? Solid 8. Solid 8? What do you think is making that 8? Um, I have a... Nostalgia connection to it, you know. Played, played it on Dreamcast as a kid, and mm-hmm. played throughout the years. And uh, you know, you, you know my feelings about The Witcher Three and mm-hmm. Geralt. Mm-hmm. So a solid eight in a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two two weeks later. Is that worth sixty dollars to you? It's going to be hard, Ben. For me with fighting games, it's yeah. really hard. Traditionally now, the only fighting game I really buy, I bought Street Fighter V because of the hype, but really I only buy Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat yeah. Because I like going through the story mode, and then I get online, I win a couple, lose a lot, and hang up. Like, yeah. you know, it's just really, really hard. I'm not very good at them. You know, I like having fun locally with you guys, but the uh, the opportunities to sync up locally are, are few and far between nowadays. So, you know, yeah. an eight for nostalgia and Geralt, and, and I know it's going to be a lot of quality, but right. it's still a hard sell. I do think for you guys, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like for me, I'm always wishing that I was playing more Tekken just because of how much I fell in love with that game. Like I really, really loved it. And I, I have been dipping back into Street Fighter V and Tekken. And, and so it's like, for me, these are things that I might check in with over years, you know, and that's awesome. And so I, I do feel like I get money out of them. It has been frustrating. Like, I've wanted to play more cross-tag battle. I've wanted to play more fighting EX later. Blade Strangers just came out. Like, it feels like there's a new fighting game all the time. Shinobi Strike. Right. <laughs> Undernight just came out on PC. That seems cool. I don't know. It's, it's a lot to keep up with. And they're so complex, yeah. right? Like, it's not like you can just be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to pick it up and understand everything. Yeah. you got to right. really commit some time. Totally. Uh, but I think for you guys it's great because like we have that group stream. It's exactly. a lot of fun. You kind of get full. That's mm-hmm. what I want out of fight. Like that's what fighting games are the most fun for me is just yeah. playing with my friends. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know if I'll buy Soul Calibur Six. I'm not sure. Like I don't know if I'm gonna go through the story mode. 
Fighting games for me, yeah, are at the most fun. I'm just playing with my friends. Yeah. Like, that's what I want out of it. I'm really curious to see how the story mode turns out. I yeah. think that's obviously going to be a, a big deal for a lot of people. But yeah, just the hands-on time I've gotten with Soul Calibur 6. And I felt this way with Tekken 7, too. But it was like... And I'm, I'm certainly no Soul Calibur expert. Quite the opposite. But it was like, this game just feels right. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just... It's this intangible thing where you play a match... And you just want to keep playing more matches because of how tight and good and flashy it is. Yeah. And that's that's always a good always a good sign. Hope there's a Siri cameo. Maybe before Geralt goes into a portal. See you later, Siri. I mean, he's in the story. Did you yeah. see the story trailer? Yeah. yeah. He walks out of the portal. Man. Yeah. It's so hype. portals. Anything yeah. could happen. I hope he's like... You might play Gwen and Sylvia. You're not going to play I hope Gwen he's like at Kaer Morin, you know, and he's like... Yeah, isn't that the map? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's his map. Have you right. seen Soul Calibur characters fighting? And Geralt doesn't even need to be there, but the the, the Witcher music is playing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. What's All your right. hype level, Brad? Yeah, what is your hype level, Brad? Out of a 10, like a 5. Like I think it's a cool game. I yeah. just don't know if I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Especially like this time of the year. Yeah. It's coming out of a dangerous time, like you said earlier. Dangerous. I like Soul Calibur a lot. I think they're really fun. I just don't, I don't really play fighting games that much anymore. Yeah. I just don't find myself playing. I do like fighting games, but I just don't put in the time usually anymore. Yeah. It being weapon-based still matters. Yeah, I like, think that's really man, cool. I love just that. Just being a nightmare and hitting somebody with like one attack and seeing so much of their health Boom. go away. Yeah, I mean, so I good. played so much too. Yeah. So much yeah, yeah. too. So I love Soul Calibur, but just don't know. You yeah. know what else has it too? Red Dead Redemption. Easy. Yeah. September now, dude. Almost. It's all right. Here I'll we just, go. Stay I focused. Play, I want to play Soul Calibur Six with Don. Stay focused. That's all I want. Yeah, like that's. What <laughs> yeah, I'm dude. Most yeah, I'm watching you guys. Yeah. yeah. Be good. It'll be fun. All right, we're ready for some emails. Yes. But Blood can only play as Geralt on on the group yes, stream. He's only allowed to. He play cannot as play yes, anyone else. No, nah, sorry, Blood. <laughs> Even no. if he hates Wait, Geralt. I want to check this character. No, no, no. Yeah, to be Geralt, man. Drink this potion. Uh, our first email comes in from Brandon, and he says, Hello, everyone. Last week, the public was finally able to see what Cyberpunk 2077 currently looks like in development with a comprehensive near 50-minute walkthrough, and personally, I felt it was much shorter than that. This has me curious. Do you think developers may adopt this kind of presentation more often as opposed to a two-minute trailer or a five-minute we're accustomed to seeing during a press conference? What kinds of games do you think would benefit from such an exhaustive reveal? Thanks for taking my question, uh, and stay easy, fellow allies. Uh, Brandon, this was very good. Elder Scrolls, the new one, will benefit for something like this. Yeah. Showing you what this game is about and what you could do in the game, what sets it apart from other open-world RPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when we hadn't seen, like, gameplay trailer or gameplay yeah. of the game yet. We just saw, like, you know, like, uh, a, a cinematic trailer which is showing, like, things in the world, but showing how you actually play that. I think they had a lot of questions to answer. Yeah. And they gave us a good idea of what it is. Totally, yeah. I think it's a case-to-case basis. Depends on the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... I wouldn't expect something like this for a Mario game. Right, exactly. You, you know? So I just think it depends on the game. I think uh, Cyberpunk is tailor-made because you can just have one... It's like an episode of a TV show, you know? You go through, like, her, you know, character creation and some some dialogue, some going through the city, mm-hmm. action beat, you know, a little story. So I think it all just depends on the type of game. Absolutely, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if I want to see 50 minutes of The Messenger. Like, I want yeah, those 50 right. minutes for me. Yeah. All you need is, like, hey, it's like Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Here's the gimmick. 
it plays really well, go. Uh, totally. That's, that's all that I need. But think about Cyberpunk 2077. It's like, I'm probably going to spend 100 plus hours in this. 50 minutes is nothing. Yeah. Like one one hundredth of the game, maybe less than that. Um, but at the same time, I totally love how the way he phrased it, where it's like, it didn't feel like 15 minutes. When you have a game that is that big, yeah. trying to shove it into 10 minutes in a press conference really doesn't do it justice. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I think you're getting people really excited because yeah. they're like, oh, I actually got something out of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think you're already seeing a lot more people do it. I think you'll see uh, it being an increasing thing going forward. Totally. I'm frustrated, in fact, that more games don't do it. Mm-hmm. I think the marketing for Dragon Quest Eleven has been abysmal. Yes. I think uh, them really getting out there and putting a lot of attention on a nice, like, let's explore the world for 15 minutes in Dragon Quest Eleven would really do a lot for that game. Um, I think... It's frustrating when when games kind of feel behind the times with mm-hmm. this stuff, and they are trying to play it uh, too traditionally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Would you watch 15 minutes of Dragon Quest Eleven? No, spoilers. But you're already in, so it doesn't yep. matter, right? Like you, they already got yeah. your 60. Bucks. Like Cyberpunk E3, show me it. Right. Like, this is the same because it's the same. So if right. I hadn't seen it at E3, I would have watched all 50 minutes. Right. Like hashtag wh- all 50. What's the Bethesda's new IP they're doing? The space one. Right. Why can't Star I think what is... Starfield. Starfield, Whatever you. that is. Yes. Like, do a video like that yeah. for that game. Yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch I actually, an hour I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be 50 <laughs> minutes, but... But, like, a Fallout big... 4, right? They spent a lot of time yes. with that. Mm-hmm. So... Like, show... Like, especially when we have so many questions about a game, I think it's important to show it off. Yeah. Right. Like, I would love 15 minutes of Fallout 76 right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we wanted. We wanted more of that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, I. Do you think that in any way it's a bad idea, or are we just like pretty much on board? Think it's going to happen more. It's good in in certain long cases. I think it's great. I think it's transparent. You know, it's honest. It's like, hey, here's the game as it stands right now, running. We're playing. This is real time. We're playing mm-hmm. the video game as it stands on this day and time. Here it is. Mm-hmm. What's better than that? What is better than that? It's not some touched up you know cut trailer it's not some cg cinematic made in a lab it is the game being played period and it wasn't like jones brought up how it wasn't like battlefield's reveal Mm -hmm. with like a host and everything like going through all that kind of stuff it's like here's the game here's the game here it is talk amongst yourselves in twitch chat i do (laughs) think the the side of this conversation that we're missing it's like well yeah it's cyberpunk which like witcher 3 was universally loved Mm mm-hmm the E3 hype for Cyberpunk was ridiculously high from us and from everyone else. And so it's like when they drop 50 minutes, it's like, of course, everyone's going to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But imagine like this is some no name independent, like here's 50 minutes of our game. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get the same attention. And in fact, maybe a very terrible yeah. way of doing it. So like, do you think this only works for the fallouts, the cyberpunks of the world? No, because I think lesser like if the game speaks for itself, you know. So if uh, we had never seen or known what Shovel Knight was, mm-hmm. and they dropped like a fifteen minute, you know, let's say fifteen because that's a shorter game than a hundred hour Cyberpunk. If they had dropped like a fifteen minute mm-hmm. thing of Shovel Knight, we would have been like, dude, what are, yo, check this game out. I think the thing is, is though, like, there's just so much game news. Like, think about how many times we're on a stream and somebody's like, did you see this? And it's like, no. Yeah. But I'm amazed that I didn't. <laughs> there's just so much game news mm-hmm. that it's not just the fact that they do 
the you know however many minute video it's would we be aware of it like mm -hmm. when red dead redemption 2 drops something you're the gonna world know. stops yeah but like how do you get people to watch 15 yeah. 20 30 mm -hmm. minutes of your thing i mean yeah it's like cd project red that's people the, are going to pay attention to what they're doing right that's the eternal question how yeah. do you get them to watch but if I think you're, if you're a big, like, established studio who people love, you have a way better chance of doing something like this. Yeah. And especially if, like we said, it depends on how long the game is and how much there is to show exactly. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know if I would need to even see 15 minutes of Shovel Knight. Yeah. Like, five's probably fine for me to totally understand what that game is and to be into it. Yeah. You just need to play, like, 30 seconds of a song from Shovel Knight. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I was talking to Kyle about Shovel Knight, and I was like, they can take as long as they want and do whatever they want, and I'm in. Yep. Like, yeah, that, that is how much goodwill mm -hmm. they bought from me with Shovel Knight. Yeah. I love Shovel Knight so much yeah. that, like... Bye. Yeah. Any, like, blank check. Like, you <laughs> you tell me what you're doing, Yacht Club Games, and <laughs> I will be there with money That's in like hand. <laughs> the PS1 days with Squaresoft. Right. We're like, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Swear so. Let's go. Yeah. Cool, oh, cool. yeah. But now we're just like, okay, what's this? Let's, let's, let's maybe investigate a little more. <laughs> yeah. Man, the PS1 era days of, of Squaresoft, it was like, you didn't know what you were going to get, and it was going to blow your mind and be yeah. awesome and like push, <laughs> yeah. push things just, forward. Industry forward, yeah. Crazy way. Which, like, kind of feels like where CG Project Red is, right? Like, maybe not as prolific or, or diverse, but. It's only a couple studios like that these days. Yeah. You know, Naughty Dog mm -hmm. and Sony, Santa Monica. And Do you think you could name Project Red. like five? Rockstar. We know it's going to be good. Have absolute faith developers off the top of your head. Yeah, those four. What, what are those four? Go off the list. Naughty Dog. Okay. CD Project Red. Okay. Rockstar. Sony, okay. Santa Monica. Okay. Uh, Insomniac. Okay. Uh, from software for me. From now. right now? You yeah. Think, you think... I, I enjoy Insomniac, but do you think Insomniac is a guarantee, like, this is going to be awesome? Oh, uh, they have those spinoffs, so maybe not. What was it? The Ratchet Fuse? All Fuse. for One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, that's yeah. what I immediately thought of. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Insomniac. Like, it's I been a you. while, so they yeah. definitely elevated themselves. Yeah. Kojima Productions. Let's, let's hold it. I, I hope so. <laughs> let's hold it. I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. You know, Death Stranding is going to be great. I believe it's, it's going to be great. great. I don't have any doubt. It's going to be something. It's going to be <laughs> something, gonna be some dude. Guy, it's yeah. going to be something. It's going... I shouldn't say I don't have any doubts. I guess... Yeah. I guess I do have some doubts. But... I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. Day one, I'll be there. Yeah. Turn babies around. It's going to be something. Next email comes in from Mike. Why do we play hard video games? Hey, Ali. Oh, somewhere... Blizzard's another one. Sorry. You think Blizzard's one? Name a bad game they made recently within the last like 15 years. Hearthstone. <laughs> you guys are Hearthstone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, allies. This summer I've taken to cleaning up some trophy lists, some of which were left nice. untouched due to their extreme difficulty. Jeez. After joining us 20 attempts at beating Max Payne 3 with one life and a time limit for, for the Shadows <laughs> Rush Me trophy, I almost immediately hopped into Windjammers to complete Arcade Mode on, on hard. For a while, both of these tasks made me 
stressed, but always had me coming back, looking for different angles to take them on. I'm already in search of the next challenge. So the question is why? Is it the euphoria upon completion, simply for the trophy or achievement score? Why, for example, does a fantastic but difficult game like Bloodborne resonate with so many people? Let me know what you think, and feel free to share your story when a game had you gritting your teeth. That dopamine rush. I guess that feeling of, I love that, just that feeling of finally defeating something. Yeah. It's like such a feeling of relief and satisfaction that yeah. you don't, I don't get that much. So when mm-hmm. I can get it, I really want to take it, especially if it's a game I really love. Like, I'm not going to do that with every type of game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just depends if I really like the game or not. It's just such a balance for me, you know? I love when a difficulty is balanced, and that's why Souls and Bloodborne caught on, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really hard, but it's never, like... For me, I, I guess I can only speak for my personal abilities, you know? Yeah. It's just such a nice balance. It's like, died a couple bosses and a couple times, and but I'm, I'm going to get through this, you know? And when you yeah. finally do, it's just so rewarding, and it feels so good. It, it's more rewarding than just, like, you know, mashing through a game. But I feel like we play so many games too. Mm-hmm. We look for stuff like that. Cause like, I can totally understand people not wanting challenge or anything like that. Totally. It's all about, it's again, it all comes back to balance. You know, yeah. sometimes it, it is nice going through an easy game, Yeah. but I do love the feeling of a hard game yeah. that pushes you, that makes you pay attention, that makes you focus up. I just get addicted to learning mm-hmm. and like that's such a shitty cheesy thing to say but I really mean it and that happened to me with the messenger where I'd run into a boss and like get embarrassingly obliterated where I was yeah. like oh like I did nothing but then by the time I beat him I had taken like one hit of damage because I had learned it so well and I had evolved so much in such a short span of time that's what feels so satisfying to me and that's why I will sing the praises of things like Ninja Gaiden or Devil May Cry or Bloodborne or whatever it is where I feel like I can have that sense where it's like if you give me space to get better as a player and overcome it that is such a satisfying journey where I don't relate to people and think they're crazy and it's totally fine play how you want to play but like I will never be there like I don't enjoy the hey you take one hit and you have to start over chat like I hate those yeah I don't think that's any fun Brutal. like the things where it's like okay I am it will take me so long to make any progress. Like, no, thank mm-hmm. you. Or the things where it's like, hey, you have this really difficult game. Do this thing that's just tedious. Like, go find a thousand of this thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's not really engaging in the fun mechanics of this game. Yeah. It's like some super tedious, super long thing other thing Mm -hmm. that is not fun at all that I would only do for the sake of completion. Like those things don't tend to get their hooks in me as much. Like I love trophies, but I have my limits. Yeah, for sure. I love trophies, but I don't, I don't go for platinums because I don't, it makes me look at the game differently. It makes me play it differently. It makes it more artificial for me and mechanical. And I just like playing organically and naturally i just like going through my games i don't want it to be a checklist i don't want to grind out some weird thing like i love trophies love when they pop but you know rarely am i like seeking one out yeah like bloodborne i sought out because it's do everything in the game but that's you know it's mm -hmm. gotta be a good list of trophies that's what i was gonna bring bloodborne up and why it was so much fun to get because Mm -hmm. like the game outside of trophies is just so much fun to get through and so satisfying yeah. to get through. And the trophies didn't really 
make you do all that much yeah. outside of what you were doing anyway. Yeah, it's not like, like hey, it wasn't... shoot, kill 20 guys with this weapon. Yeah, right. it's like, see all the endings and finish the Chalice Dungeon. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what else seems like it has a pretty solid platinum trophy along those lines? Dragon Quest? Dragon Quest XI. Nice. Oh! Now, there is an exception. Shenmue has a good one, too. There is an exception to that. Shenmue's is great. Uh, you do have to get every party member up to 99. Whoa. Grind it out, <laughs> grind it out. Yikes. But that maybe doesn't seem that bad we'll nice. see we'll see i'm not saying i'm gonna get it i'd like to get it but we'll yeah. see we'll see i also he, okay, there is a game there are games that i actually have gone for the platinum batman's mm-hmm. the batman arkham games but those are like good platinum they are dude but they're hard you know yeah. and i eventually well, of give they're gonna be hard yeah, yeah i eventually give up because it's like get three stars on like all the combat challenges or the predator yeah. challenges and like do a combo with every weapon and move in the game. It's like, some of those are so hard that I'm like, all right, I, I I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I got close, but now it's just getting frustrating and grindy. So I'm going to just stop that. <laughs> I'm okay with it being hard. I don't, I don't think platinum should be super easy, Definitely. I, but it's just like another thing that annoys me. I don't have any problem if you have a trophy associated with difficulty mm-hmm. where I run into problems where it's like, okay, there's like three tiers of difficulty. I can't get the highest one until I do like the other ones. Beat it on normal, unlock hard, beat it on hard. hard and like yeah. this. Yeah, like, sure. like, no, I don't, no, I don't but have time I for do, that. But I do, I love when games have that trophy though, when it's just beat it can, on hard. When you can and do you it can, at the gate, when yes. it's like, hey, listen, man, Not enough, we're going to give you a trophy for yeah. doing extreme. You can do extreme right away. That's yeah. fine. I'm yeah. way okay with that. Not yeah. enough games do that anymore, I feel like. Mm. Like difficulty trophies have kind of been thrown aside. Yeah. I love that. Um, our last email is... Uh, a heavy one. Wait, what's the hardest? Uh, what's the hardest trophy you guys got? The hardest trophy. Uh, the hardest, hardest platinum. One? Or just hardest probably, one? Probably Bloodborne, which I don't think is a huge accomplishment. But you? Maybe Demon Souls. Demon Souls. Maybe. That's a good one, just dude. For not like difficulty wise, just like item drops. Yeah. Like that's what all the Souls games kill me on is like item drops. Yeah. My biggest problem is. I get too distracted by other games coming out. Exactly. Yeah, There's not enough like, time. To it just depends on the game. Yeah. And if yeah. I really lo- like, I I only do it for now. Really for games I really love. Yeah. Yeah. I love them and don't get them all that often, but I'm glad they're there. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird. It's there thing. if I want them. Yeah. Totally. Uh, like I said, our last email is is a little bit heavy, but I thought it was good. I thought it was okay. a good email. Um. So settle in. Hello, Alice from Dan. Uh, sorry if this brings down the mood of anyone who reads it or the tone of the podcast, if it's read aloud. I've been wanting to ask this question for a while, but it's taken time to muster up the resolve to actually pose it because even the act of typing it out sort of brings up the reality of the situation and can nosedive my mood into a state of wallowing unhappiness. After a six-year battle against the lurching fiend that is cancer, my mother passed away very recently. Very sorry to hear that. Uh, She is, to this day, the single strongest force of positivity that I've had in my life, and I'm a much better person as a result of being raised by her. During the last few weeks of her life, I lost myself in a game called Axiom Verge. 
I don't know if it was the similarities to Metroid that got me, and it harkened back to the weekends I spent as a child where my mom was vibrant and healthy while I would sit in the living room playing Super Metroid as a 12-year-old kid. Or maybe it was just that the game was awesome, has great music, and a sort of sterile atmosphere that led me to divulge in the play of it all. I think it's easy to have a knee-jerk reaction to my binging, one uh, that could say it's an unhealthy addiction or avoidance to real problems. Trust me when I say it wasn't. I was there with my mom up until the end. I cried like I never have before with my wife and family. I was at tons of different get-togethers as a result of what happened. It's just that when the time came to go home, I really just wanted to feel a sense of catharsis, a momentary instant gratification that provided a much-needed solace given the situation I was in. Have any of the allies experienced a moment where all they want to do is lose themselves in something specific like a game or movie or activity? I definitely don't want to bring any sort of personal horrific stories or anything like that, but anything positive that may have happened as a result of video games or something else would be enlightening to hear. Uh, As an aside, I just want to commend the allies for doing what they do as has already been stated. It's been a long and difficult month for me, and EZA has been one of the few constants that I've tuned into during that time. I always knew I could count on Ben Sui Coden streams, or a good EZA podcast, or Frame Trap to listen to, or Jones answering my dumb hypothetical questions on Cup of Jones. Hearing the words somber tapestries uttered from someone has never weirdly felt so positive. Love and respect, Dan. Yeah, Dan, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Uh, my brother's going through it right now. He's got cancer. Um, and that's... One of the main reasons I went back and was playing all the Batman games, because Batman is like the most comforting thing of all time for me. Can mm-hmm. just wrap myself in that, and that's that's what kind of drove me to that. I just wanted to play something I'm familiar with, play Batman, you know, just zone out and just be in that world. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah yeah totally. yeah. My mom went through cancer last year, uh, but I remember playing just super mario world like one like recently after i found out just like kind of like just like oh, i just see something super jolly right now just like yeah i mean i've done that with numerous situations in my life where you just need to kind of forget about reality for a minute mm-hmm. so yeah i totally understand yeah um i've been very lucky when it comes to to family and, and sickness and tragedy i really haven't had to go through uh, much of any that, of it knock on that door just knock on it Knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. I believe it. I've been very fortunate yeah. with that. Um, there was a point, however, uh, and I don't want to get into specifics, but there was somebody that I really looked up to um, that I met that was like mean in a not joking way that like actually went out of their way to say some things that I thought were like pretty crazy to me and the person that I was with. Um, and that was like a a bad moment for me. Like I was already going through a lot of like, self-confidence issues and insecurities and like it was just a really dark period of my life and uh, I know we talk about Dark Souls all the time but it was like a weird perfect union where like I wasn't feeling good about myself and this game was really hard Mm -hmm. and so like getting through it I think felt better than it would have on its own because it was like again like he said it was it was catharsis it was me um Getting through that, and I think video games have always been that. It, it, like that was a really intense moment of it for sure. But uh, I, I wouldn't say like I'm not social, but like I'm a very introverted person. I enjoy being by myself, mm-hmm. doing whatever it is that I'm interested in. 
um, and just going down that rabbit hole. And I, I, no matter, even though it's my job, even though it's what I do all the time, like games are still that outlet for me for sure. Um, so I, I, I completely relate to that. Um, yeah. yeah. And thank you to Dan for sharing. Yeah. Thanks yeah, Dan. Dan. Sorry, man. Sorry, dude. Are there anything outside of video games where you guys have kind of... Oh, yeah. Music. Movies. You know? Yeah, whatever. I I like to throw on, like, sad stuff, you know? Because you just empathize with those characters more. And, you know, you see other people going through it, like, Mm -hmm. in the movies and the shows. And I just like to lose myself and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh I think like every obsession has been some sort of that, like, like even <clears throat> Hearthstone, it was just like, it, it feels nice in a world that can like sometimes feel like nothing but chaos where nothing makes sense. Or you're like, how could anybody ever do this? It's nice to just be like, I know what a zoo deck is. I'm going to play zoo and go. And you know, I'm using Hearthstone here as an example, but you can apply that to anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, It's nice just, Having something in your life that you understand and you feel like you have some control over, I think. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that can be unhealthy, but I think if used correctly, it can be a very, very good outlet. It's so, like, I'm Batman. I'm going to stop the Joker. Yeah. He's going down. It's going down tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't mean to end this podcast on, like, a down note. I just, I liked the question. Sure, thought, yeah. Thought, you know, maybe people out there could relate to it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much to Bradley Ellis Sure. And uh, Michael Huber for joining me on this super hot frame trap once again. Hottest day of the week today. Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you want more of us, go to patreon.com slash easy allies where we're trying to maintain that 50K goal so we can get a studio. Uh, Hopefully with air conditioning. Hopefully with air conditioning. I just, for the record, like, okay, first of all, easy living is an amazing thing and we are like stupidly privileged to be able to do it right so like we complain punch us in the face i understand however like not the end of the world don't want to rant and rave about it i have never been more warm than easy living <laughs> i felt like i was actually cooking alive i had never been in an environment that that was that hot my apartment is even warmer ben really my apartment is a nightmare do you not have air like, conditioning no air conditioning what it's How like a it's like a crap window thing that oh, doesn't really work man. oh no yeah no Huber. like in the winter time like, my apartment is warm yeah weird. you can come live with me yeah i mean that. <laughs> yeah that's not just i'm not just like being goofy yeah. like come, come live with me it's come rough. live with me it's so rough we have air conditioning it's wonderful we also have cats they're very funny. Uh, I think you would you would have a good time. But no, seriously, man, like that is rough. Yeah, I dude, didn't know that it's about brutal, you. man. Just trying to survive. That sucks. Heat. Stay cool. Do you yeah. have air conditioning, Brad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pump All it. Right. Cool. Pump it. Pump it, baby. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Pay the bill. All right. Nowhere. We'll see you next time, <laughs> everybody. Bye.